Alright, so you ready? Yep. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen of Wrestling Amino, welcome back to finally Heart to Heart. We're here with the second episode. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, there's been a lot of trial and error as I try to get the second episode out from uh, had it recorded first, then there was problems with the recording that I didn't realize until just about to post it. So we, so the idea is to start over whole new topics. Um, and so, which is why you, I will not be reviewing promos this episode. That will be later. But to make up for that, we have something very special. Um, and it'll be a very special guest. Uh, you know him. Obviously, I know him. We all love him. Matthew Taylor, MT. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Why did I turn into Dan Housen there? <laughs> right. um, so, MT is the first guest of Heart to Heart. Um, pretty big for a second episode, I think. Uh, yeah. First guest, possibly the only guest, because you never know what could happen. I could, I could die, you know, tomorrow, and this could never happen again. Who knows? You could just peel over. It's it. <laughs> You you could very well be the the first and last guest on the last episode of Heart to Heart. You could drop your phone in the bathtub again. Oh, was it a toilet bowl? <laughs> yeah, that could happen. That seems to happen a lot to me. So I have bad luck with uh with phones. All right, um, but getting back into it, we actually uh, we have a great idea. Uh, this was given to me by MT. Ooh. Um. The idea is the thing is, um, Ultimate Muscle, we all know it. Ultimate Muscle is making waves, and while they have had problems with consistency lately, they are they have continuously put on five star matches and had some great moments from serious, funny, emotional. Every single thing's been amazing. There's really I have no fault with Ultimate Muscle, and I have stated before it's currently in my top five leagues. And it's it's truly phenomenal, um, but however, I have I am yet to read the main event of Muscle X Muscle. Yes. Uh, and of course, MT, being the writer that he is, wants feedback, and he came up with a great idea that I read it on Heart to Heart, and as I'm reading, any questions I have, I ask him. Anything that sticks out, I talk to him about it, and I go through his thought process as a writer and what he was thinking in those moments. I would firstly like to apologize right now if there's any spelling mistakes. I try to go through it with a fine tooth comb, but I'm only human. I'm going to miss some things, obviously. That's, I think that's understandable. Um, actually, uh, when I did the uh, promo review, I made sure to point that out, but only if it was like a consistent problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised at how many there was that got submitted and there was like this consistent problem of like spelling errors and grammatical mistakes it was um... i mean i sorry i tried to run it through a couple of uh checking systems and just make sure everything was fine and it read well but we'll see we will see um i think i've gained a bit of reputation for being kind of harsh when i rate matches mm. oh um, yeah not just amino but in general um, but probably more so on Amino. Uh, that's just I'm a very nitpicky person. Um, I, I, I have OCD, so that might contribute to it. But 
it's more that I'm just I'm very nitpicky. I I really look at the details of things. Um, which in a way can be beneficial for writers, but but it can also piss you off, and I know that from firsthand experience. Oh yeah, you were um, telling me today about um, Ring of Glory, which if you haven't read, make sure you go read Ring of Glory. Brilliant league. Um, how you just get hung up on the little details, and it sends you up. Yeah, the- that's that. Yeah, that's definitely a problem I have. I. Because I definitely noticed that, well, mostly because I kind of try to focus on the details of the emotions and more so in the moves, just kind of say what the move is. I go into detail of the move, which can be a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think all in all, um, but you know, we'll talk about glory some other time. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get to that some other time. Yeah. Maybe whenever, maybe next time you come back, we'll see about that. If I come but back, today's focus is ultimate muscle. Um. I think I don't think there's a single person who doesn't like Ultimate Muscle. If there is, then you're reading the wrong show. <laughs> you, you're, you're reading you're without the reading the wrong show, and I, you need to figure out what's wrong with your eyes because Ultimate Muscle is without a doubt one of the best things going. And if you don't think so, uh, you know your pin's your opinion. There's nothing wrong about your opinion, but your opinion's wrong. Don't say that. <laughs> You're right. I'm not getting trouble for that. Um, we'll 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 cut that out. We'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I but okay. But we'll go and get into this. Um, but before I start reading, I think it's important to mention I have I am yet to read part two of this show. I read part one. It was great. It was fantastic. But I am yet to read part two, simply because I haven't been able to get around to it. But part three, I'm expecting to be great uh-huh. uh, that's a lot of expectations and I hope you live up to it NT mm-hmm. a lot of people are heralding this as the first ever 5 star women match on Amino and I want to see your opinion on it as like a, one of the harshest rating skies I've ever known so it'll, it'll be interesting to see I have seen people say that this match is better than Menta versus Edge Bata mm. and personally that was my match of the year that is a take Which, and a I got match of the year for uh, the newsletter of Amino. So, obviously, most people thought that as well. Um, let's see. Okay. We'll start. Um, I think I'm going to ignore the uh, opening paragraph about Jen Mori, Goto Ajibata. We're going to go into the commentary. That's where we're going to start at. Yes. Because um, yeah. commentary is actually, I think it's, it's a really important part of a match, I think, in a lot of ways. Because in a lot of ways, it can make or break your match. So which is, so I'm definitely going to be paying attention to the commentary. That's probably like an important detail I'm going to pay attention to. Which actually, speaking of commentary, um, MT, you... uh. You had the whole thing with Zeke and his uh, his comments yeah. on certain things, yeah. which is really unique to Ultimate Muscle, um, and that's one of my favorite parts about every match: the comments from Zeke. <laughs> I think those are fantastic, um, and I am really excited to see what you did for this match. Well, yeah, yeah, and the reason why I I dubbed that Zeke stuff was just to sort of add comedy because 
Ultimate Muscle is a comedy league. I, I said that first and foremost. And Zeke is very much supposed to be this figurehead of comedy, this sort of, you know, the leader of it. So I thought, even in the serious matches, you can have moments of comedy. This was actually a comment made by my creative team that I was contemplating leaving Zeke's comments out of Fenta versus Edge Batter. But his sort of reactions and his jokes, I think it made it feel more real as well. It's like you're getting someone's first-hand reaction. So, you bring up your creative team. Um, and I'm sure they're a big part in a, oh, yeah. this as well. Like most creative teams for great leagues are a big part of this. Because, um, you know, it's, it's hard to run a league on your own, let alone a great one. Which is why I tell everyone all the time that if you don't have a creative team, eventually, you, you might be able to go a long time, but eventually you're going to get burnt out. Yeah, you, you need you need the people to fall back on. You need people to bounce ideas off of, especially if you've got an idea that you're not too sure about or you think maybe getting a second set of eyes would really help to flesh it out. It's brilliant to have that creative team there. Yeah, and uh, you're on the uh, Rim Glory creative team. Yes. Um, and honestly, when I was bringing in the new guys and doing the new team, I my first you were one of the first guys I thought of because I've seen what you've been able to do on other creative teams with All Muscle, and you're really a very creative guy with leaks and uh, your character work and promos and stuff. It's, you're a really creative person, probably mm-hmm. the most creative people on Amino, if not the most creative. I mean, I think part of that comes down to the fact that I try to look towards other pieces of media other than wrestling just to try and find other pieces of inspiration. I mean, I've said it time and time again, that um, anime as a whole, like shonen anime and slice of life anime and all of that is a big inspiration to Ultimate Muscle. And it's a big inspiration, uh, big uh, inspiration to my character work with my promos and all that. I, I, I try to look towards other sources to find inspiration. Yeah, I think you've, you've gone on record to say that you take uh inspiration from anime with uh with ultimate muscle especially in your writing style and you you if you've if you've seen any type of anime you can easily notice how uh, you do that um that's another thing i think really makes ultimate muscle and your matches stand out because there's a lot of leagues that i think a lot of people will look at anime and wrestling and go these are two very similar things but never really combine them mm-hmm. and i feel like you do that in such a great way that it, it really makes off muscles stand out in this really creative way. I mean, there's this one anime, there's one manga, sorry, it hasn't actually been adapted, that I took heavy inspiration from for uh, Muscle X Muscle, and that was the manga Record of Ragnarok, because that in itself takes inspiration from wrestling and the way wrestling tells its stories, but puts the uh, manga twist on it, puts the sort of elements that you commonly see in shonen manga and it works so well and that was a really big inspiration to me across all three parts of the show um which the title for uh muscle muscle that's uh that is actually based off uh, another anime which one did you say it was uh, hunter x hunter all of the show's titles so far bar chapter one has been based off of some form of anime and hunter hunter in itself is actually my favorite anime of all time wow 
See, that yeah. makes me expect even more from this match. So let's hope it actually lives up to it. We're going to get into it. Uh, we're, we're starting off with Phil Sterling. Um, Phil. I like Phil. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I like the name Phil. Uh, but I like Phil as a commentator. I think he works really well. Also muscle. we we'll start off. Phil Sterling. As you may have spotted during that segment, we saw a new mass young muscle appear. The first ever female young muscle. This is 17-year-old Tigress Jr. And she is representing the brand new women class of Muscle Dojo. As the camera pans around, we see a girl in the young muscle tracksuit wearing a tiger mask. She smiles and then bows. She looks up and runs over to Kid Muscle, who is currently moving the adjusting, moving the adjusting the barricade. Uh, moving and adjusting, is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Moving and adjusting the barricade to make sure everything is in place and goes about helping the other young muscles and checking the ring and adjusting everything before the main event. Again, it's that that's a, that's a lot of detail that you wouldn't really have to give. Like you could have just left that out and no one would have said anything about it. Mm-hmm. But that detail, it adds something special because in anything you do, promos, matches, anything you write for, the more detail, in most cases, the better. Not in all cases, but in most cases, the more detail you have, the better. I mean, uh, what I find really interesting, um, especially in um, tournaments like the Best of Super Juniors, the G1, is watching the young lions go around their business. And I've made it almost a priority to make sure that um, the young muscles all have distinctive characters, all have distinctive arts, and are treated as everyone else's customs because they're characters. They make they make everything feel alive. They operate on the outside of the ring. And sure, I might not tell you all what exactly a young muscle is doing as action goes on, but things like, well, you see later on in the match how the young muscles get involved. Okay, okay. So definitely look forward to that. Um, but now we go into the entrances, um, which entrances can be a pretty good effect for your um, matches. They don't really... They don't completely make a match, but they can help it in some aspects, depending on how you go about them. Um, also, I want to quickly, quick warning. If I butcher any words here, like any uh, words that are Japanese or such, I'm sorry. I'm obviously not fluent. I'm from the South. We, we Us in the South, we speak one language, and that's English. Um, Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah kind of stuck with that forever should never let anyone know that i was southern but you, you <laughs> hear my accent apparently oh i oh yeah totally <laughs> all right we're going into it all right <clears throat> helen from osaka japan weighing in 137 pounds hi that's a i don't know how i feel about that name it's it's it, it, it's weird. Uh, if you, yeah. If, I, I love fad, don't get me wrong, but I, I feel like maybe because we don't fully know how it's pronounced in Japanese, maybe we don't get the proper effect, you know? Yeah, it's... And that, that can be a problem with doing any Pure League in general, but it's definitely weird. Um, I don't necessarily... It's not... I don't think I really dislike it or anything. It's just... It's different, really. Mm. It helps us stand out, which I think, if you have when you have an Oscar rep, you've got to stand out. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, Oscar. It's hard to stand out when your rep is so well known and so frequently. What's the word I'm looking for? Not really used because you know that. Really, they're so well known and they're so frequently seen. Yeah. Okay. Then move on. Helen from Osaka, Japan, weighing in 136 pounds. Haijetsu. God, these names actually sound somewhat similar, at least. Yeah. When you read re- them like this. I realized that one. That's going to get me a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We'll see how things go. Okay, let's see. Okay. I'm I'm hyped. I really am. I'm really hyped for this. I've I've heard a lot of good things so far about this match. Mm-hmm. Okay. The two women stare off. The crowd is deadly silent out of respect for this landmark match. A landmark. That was truly a good way to describe this match. Easily two of the best women professional wrestlers that this country of Japan had ever seen stand at opposite sides of the ring. Haisea squatted low, her right leg outstretched as she tries to work out any final knacks in her body that could limit her. This was a battle that she was looking forward to. The saying of no one is ready for Haisea was going to be tested here tonight. She knew that all too well, but when she wins the belt, it will be a symbol to all about her power, her strength, and domination. Haijetsu, meanwhile, is leaning against a turnbuckle. She plays with the ropes as her mind races back to all those times where she had tried to make her art form big, not only for herself, but for everyone. She understands and knows the lack of role models for young girls, for everyone. By winning this belt, it will not only validate her struggles throughout the years and all the failed attempts of creating a stable women's scene, but also give the world what it needs, an even playing field. This match means change for both women, but how far are they willing to go for it? Okay, so immediately, their personalities and how different they really are conveyed very well. There are those like similarities where they don't understand how big this is and they want this so badly. But from but overall, that's pretty much their only real similarities. They want it bad, they understand how big this is, and they understand what they have to do to get this. But besides that, they're completely different. And I think that offers a very nice uh what's the word? Um I'm very nice weird opposites attract situation in this match, which I think is should be great for uh, the first women's championship match in any pure league. I think mm-hmm. I might be saying about that, but I think so. Uh, yeah, no, we've had Joshi, we've had like pure Joshi leagues before. Uh, that's right. Yeah, sure we did, didn't we? Ah. Well, first mixed one. We'll go with that. First mixed pure league. <laughs> Joshi Piro first mix it. Um but no, it's from from the way they both kinda prepare, you know. Let's see. Uh for let's see here. Like um I say it she's she's kinda checking, make sure there's her body is in peak condition. Haijutsu, she's she's kinda more She's laying as a turnbuckle in a way that would kind of make you first think that she's relaxed, but when you delve deeper into her mind, she's there's a lot going on there. Really, there's a lot of pressure there, showing how like the outside character that she's playing is different from the way she's thinking. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I think that really sells her character even more, because 
when you look at wrestlers, they, from first glance, they seem like one thing, but when you delve deeper into their minds, they're completely different than what yes, you first yeah. thought. It's, it's the concept of body language and what a person can read from that body language, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think from, from the get-go, you get this, this uh, feeling of, okay, these two are completely opposites. They're, they're going to do, they're going to, they're probably going to fight in opposite manners. And I think that's great because it gives you an idea of how you think the match is going to go. And either the match is going to go that way or it's going to go a completely different way. And that kind of builds us up as, oh, what's, what could happen? Because you don't know. You just have an idea. And I think having that idea makes the stakes even higher for, for, for a reader, for someone watching mm-hmm. the match. Okay. Do you have any comments before we continue? Um, I think uh, this was another big example of um, sort of looking at other pieces of media to try and um, get inspiration for your matches. Um, you mentioned how they both have the same goal, but wanted for different reasons. Uh, while I was writing that, I sort of, I was struggling. I was struggling for a long time to create the story of this match. It came to me in the shower after I remembered a video essay I watched a couple months ago about the sort of brilliance of the Joker in the Dark Knight movies. And the person sort of commented it about how both Joker and Batman want the same thing. They want control of Gotham, but they want it for different reasons. And it creates a nice sort of narrative structure throughout the entire plot of the film. So I think that's sort of where I got that inspiration from, even if it was just a subconscious thing. Okay, so I think that's a really great thing to give to writers, and I'm definitely going to take uh, that inspiration for this. You're taking inspiration from different type, from different forms of media, like anime and The Dark Knight. Two really different, uh, different forms of media and different forms of entertainment, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. And you're taking inspiration from both of them. And you're putting that into your show and into this match. And I think that's a great tip for um, for young writers, um, myself included, is to don't think you only need inspiration from one thing. Uh, take other aspects because you can really get inspiration from anything. It just that de- it depends on how your mind works. I mean, I'm, I'm still young. I'm still learning. And, and what I do now might be different from what I do come this time next year when it comes to my writing style you know i'm I'm just i'm still growing and evolving just the same as everyone else you know i definitely say that um your writing has definitely changed from a year ago to now and that's not a bad thing that's a it's a great thing because you can you're i think you're the one guy who has a steady rate of improvement where it's not really this big level but you, you continuously improve with everything you do. And that, mm-hmm. that really shows you that you don't need to just take one big jump. You can have a steady rate of improvement. And I think you've done that. Not just with writing matches, but everything you, you've done so far. I suggest we uh, move on to the next couple paragraphs because I, I'm telling you now, this match is lengthy and we're not going to be able to get through all of it by just sitting around. That's true, that's true. Okay. Next paragraph, here we go. Hajitsu slicks her hair back, and the two begin to circle the ring. They keep their eyes locked together, but they scan the other to try and find areas of attack. Hisaya goes first. She tries to close the gap with a thrust kick, but Hajitsu simply parries it away. 
She has to take a step forward, but the embers has already made distance between them. Hijetsu attempts a roundhouse kick, but Isaiah simply dodges it. Hijetsu goes in a circle, but the two eventually lock up and battle for control. They struggle against one another. Hijetsu takes a step forward and attempts a throwdown to the mat, but Isaiah locks herself and keeps her center of gravity low. She begins to pull away and eventually slips free, but quickly uses the moment of freedom to apply a side headlock. Hijetsu shakes her fist in the air and fires some quick elbows into Isaiah's side before walking to the ropes. She bounces Isaiah off of her, and her opponent runs off to the other side of the ring. She bounces off the ropes, but gets leapfrogged over. Isaiah slides to a stop and fires a quick roundhouse kick towards Hijetsu, who ducks a blow and charges off to the ropes. On the rebound, she leaps up onto Isaiah and attempts a monkey flip, but Isaiah grabs onto her legs and keeps her in an awkward position. Hijetsu fires a quick forearm, which is enough to loosen her opponent's grip enough for her to backflip free. She lands on one knee and fires a blast of mist towards Isaiah, but Isaiah responds with her poison mist. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting. Um. I wasn't expecting that early on, actually. The, um. First off, the mist coming in that early. I find that interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it at the moment. But then also, uh, I see our Jetsu fired hers first to Isaiah. But then Isaiah responded straight back on their own. And I wasn't expecting that so early on, let alone for them to both hit them with it. Um, that's kind of interesting. I don't, I don't really sure how I feel, how I feel about that at the moment. Uh, it was it was more of a sort of a, a, a choice for me to sort of get the um, action moving again, to sort of keep the pace going. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna say that's a good or a bad thing just yet. Uh, I'm gonna see how the other match flows, and then I'll get a better idea if I, if that was a good thing or a bad thing. At the moment, I'm indecisive about it. Okay, moving on. And here we go. The historic first ever women's match inside of Ultimate Muscle starts off with a bank here as these two ladies look to test one another out and get the early advantage. As we know, getting this early advantage means a lot in the long run, and it can really be the difference maker here for both of these women. I would be inclined to agree, but this is Ultimate Muscle, and anything can happen here. We have someone, we've had someone be sent to the Shadow Realm for crying out loud. <laughs> oh god, the Shadow Realm. <laughs> Rip Shadow Meal. Ugh. I really enjoy that uh, commentaries keep mentioning the absolute insane things that happen. Oh yeah. It oh yeah. It makes it seem like okay, is there actual supernatural forces going on at play here? Don't just ignore it. Just embrace it. You know. Yeah, it's it's definitely something. I I, I enjoy it. But with the mist creating an awful explosion, both Hijetsu and Isaiah are exploding into battle. That line, I think, is perfect in the situation. Because <laughs> again, commentary can make or break a match. Because when you look back at um, in wrestling, you know, there's so many great uh, commentators, commentators um, saying things that really made a moment special. And that Jim line Ross. in the situation, it's, it's a small one, but I think it works really well given the way this match has started out. Okay. Let's see. The mist clash and caused a huge cloud of smog to appear in the middle of the ring, 
both, both women charged through it. They have somehow both decided to attempt the same thing, a strike off. They are playing to their strengths here to not only create a show, but also to get the advantage. The strikes come in thick and fast. The fists and hands move at such speed that they split the air around them, but the level of dodging that occurs is almost equal in speed. Neither woman can seemingly land a strike on the other, and their strikes are quickly becoming like blurs against the other. Ooh, okay. The detail is really amazing. Uh, that detail there, it's great. A huge layered attempt is ducked by Isaya, who uses the momentum to leap into the air for a back kick at her opponent, but Ijetsu rolls backwards into her feet. Both women lock eyes for a brief second and they continue off again. Ijetsu tries her luck with an open planned strike, but... Planned strike? Okay, Pam. I get what you mean. But Isaya is able Pam. to parry it away and goes for an elbow strike where she gets blocked and tossed away. Ijetsu attempts a bicycle knee strike, but Isaya merely ducks underneath it. Ijetsu lands and turns around and almost eats a roundhouse kick. She is just able to slide backwards. She rushes in to close the gap, but Isaya catches her by the waist. Isaya attempts a suplex of some kind, but Ijetsu bucks herself free and slides to her opponent's back. She grabs a hold of her opponent's wrist and records her out. Ijetsu tries to follow through with a roundhouse kick, but Isaya ducks it. Ijetsu tries to use a mono to sing herself into a spinning back fist. But Isaiah pops up just before and tries to uppercut clean on the jaw. Spit goes flying from her mouth as the audience audibly gasps at the force behind the strike. Okay, so early on, my perception that was originally given was these are completely opposites. They're going to fight opposite manners. But in the opening moments, they've actually, in a lot of ways, thought just like the other one would think and gone for the same thing. And it's created this constant stalemate that both of them are trying to break, but neither can really do that. And mm-hmm. that's interesting, Teddy, because you could have definitely gone just them going complete opposite, trying to pull whatever they can and keep the other ones on their feet. But in a sense, you kind of did, but you had them kind of... You had them show that they're more similar than people might think from the opening paragraph. Um, and that can be... A little troubling, but you pull it off really well here by showing how similar they are than you would first think. Um, and I, I want to get what you were thinking in that moment because you could have just immediately gone them doing the complete opposite of each other, them fighting in two different styles. But they immediately went, they went for the same moves, the same style. I want to get your like thoughts on why you went that route instead of the opposite route. Um, well, obviously, uh, I've, I've seen Oscar's matches. I've seen Kana's matches. I, I love them to pieces. And I know how she wrestles, how she moves. And Isaiah is heavily based off of Oscar. But Keijetsu, uh, I'd never really watched any of her matches before. So I went on this incredible binge of uh, Keijetsu matches, some of the best matches that she's ever had, to really study the character and uh, her moveset and see how she moves and reacts and does certain things. And one thing that stood out to me was how she was almost a controlled version of Oscar. If you ask me, she was almost, I say controlled, she leaned a bit more into brawling than Oscar does, but there's that element there that is heavily, heavily similar to Oscar. And I thought if I could maybe lean into that idea and have them sort of almost be matched in their capabilities, I would not only show the narrative idea of this being Heisei's biggest challenge yet, but also 
sort of proving elements that occurred later on in the match. Okay, so you clearly put a lot of thought into this match, not just thinking it was going on that moment, but what's going to happen later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, I think most riders would have gone the opposite route in that situation. But I think you going that route definitely makes it better. But my this might be my favorite part of, the, of uh, every Ultimate Muscle show. We have our first Zeke comment within the match. Uh, hey. This is great. I, all right. Zeke says, not so European, very much Asian uppercut. That's so simple, but it works great. I love it. <laughs> I just... I try. I love Zeke's comments. There's something about it. It's so unique. It's so... They're they're perfect for Ultimate Muscle, and for every match, they're great. Zeke's just vibing. He's just vibing out here. <laughs> yeah, I love Zeke. I really do. All right. Next paragraph. The two women stand back to back. I say it seems pleased with our work and gets ready for the eventual round two. Ajetsu, meanwhile, is holding her jaw. She cracks it once and then twice. Both women take a moment and then swiftly turn around. They each raise their legs and attempt a roundhouse, but their shins clash at one another. Okay, so keep kind of keep on the same way. I like that. Okay. Each woman slides back and then begins to run the ring again in a circular motion. They charge in and clash forms, but this time, it's Ajetsu who takes advantage. A huge swinging left hand is ducked by Isaiah, but Hijetsu does not let up with her barrage. Kicks and punches come in with a frightening ease. A thrust kick gets blocked, and Isaiah tries to get a strike herself, but it's a back away slightly due to a huge right that's coming her way. Hijetsu does not let up, and Isaiah doesn't know where, where or how to block. Bicycle knee strike from Hijetsu. Okay, that was out of nowhere, clearly. Um, and... That kind of caught me off guard, which which is good because that's something I know where you want to catch you off guard. Yes. Um, which makes sense, you know. Like, uh, you don't want an RKO. You don't want to see an RKO coming. That ruins the whole idea of the move. And so, the idea of I just not not let up and I say doesn't know where or how to block bicycle knee strike. It's that quick. The way it's just that quick transition into a bicycle knee strike. That's perfect, and that works in any I- type of riot. Um, I, yeah, so I, often I have, have to praise you for that. I, I do. Yeah, I often have this technique of sort of um, when a match is going one way, and just suddenly putting that dash in and completely changing the flow of it. Maybe uh, a big again a bicycle knee strike there or a big counter coming from out of nowhere. I do it to really make sure you pay attention and to sort of keep you on the edge of your seat, keep you on your toes. Yeah, that, that's good because you. Especially with a long match like this, um, you can get complacent and start getting a little tired and a little bored. But changing up like that does keep you on your toes and keep you invested into the match. That's that's good. Okay. Isaiah's head bounces off of the woman's knee hard, but she is still able to keep her feet. Isaiah holds onto her jaw and winces as the pain flows through her body. She eyes out the still serious haijutsu and smirks before suddenly rushing into battle. She takes her opponent down with a spear and quickly gets into top mount. She traps the struggling Hijetsu's arms under her legs and begins to go to town on her opponent. She lays into Hijetsu's head with a series of vicious and brutal chops that leave no room in the imagination for how brutal they are. And the red imprint on the side of Jetsu's face tells that tale. Isaiah soon turns her attention to performing a different array of strikes. 
more forearms and straight punches, all of which sound like knives piercing the flesh off of Hutchins. Is that detail again? Okay. The pain here is probably the same. I say it then begins to perform open palm strikes and starts to rain them down her opponent. Baijutsu begins to move her head to dodge each strike. She uses all of her strength and kips Haisea off of her. Haijutsu rolls backwards and to her feet where she attempts a knee strike on her opponent. Baisei catches and uses momentum to take Haijutsu to the floor and transition into a Boston Crab. Okay, so... Okay, so... At first, after Baisei when he strike, my first thought was okay. Um, Haijutsu is going to have the momentum on her side. That makes sense. That's why this is going to go this way it should go. But you had Haisei kind of immediately take back control. Yes. And at first, like, I don't really think I like that because, you know, if you're about to go strike, that sudden surprise, you would think, okay, Haijutsu, she's, she's going to go straight back on the attack. She's going to have control for a bit. But you didn't do that. Haijutsu hesitated for a second. Haisei took control. Um, and you kind of did it pretty well because you had Haisei, the smirk, you know, it, it plays into the mind games and she's She's working her is what it is. And so that kind of works. Same time, I was like, ah, I don't really like that. But but then when you think, at this moment here, you expect, okay, Isaiah has the, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, and then, and then you think, okay, Isaiah's gonna, Hajetsu's got her off. Theoretically, at this point, Hajetsu's gonna only do the same thing, Isaiah, and take back control. But Isaiah kept. It's like, okay. Um, and it does keep you guessing. It goes against what you first thought. But in that situation, it kind of makes me... Ex- I kind of expected Haijutsu to go with it, and I think that might have been the way you should have gone. But maybe the way you're thinking, if you explain it to me, I will change my mind, which is why you're here. So go ahead. The way I was thinking it right was... Um, Isaiah has just being outclassed completely in that last little strike off she couldn't even block a single hit she was dodging she couldn't she couldn't even move because Isaiah just kept Isaiah Haigetsu just kept on firing these blows in, and then she gets struck Isaiah got outmatched when it comes to striking and I think with a character like that when you've got someone who's undefeated who's got this cocky sort of empress like personality to her how would they react to being outclassed in the thing that they are best in? And I thought, Isaiah, this sort of controlled chaos, this agent of madness, she'd be pretty pissed off at it. So that's why I decided to go straight with the takedown and go into the top mount and start to brutalize um, Haigetsu because she's annoyed. I sort of tried to get my head into Isaiah's character there. Okay, so when you say it like that, it definitely does make it. Cause then, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. It's that conveys her personality more and her character. Right? Okay, all right, then that thing I can accept that then. That that because I guess if it's conveying her character personality, which I after now you say that I definitely see that. Um, it work. It definitely works. So yeah, I, I, I get that enough. Okay, and and it also just works from a narrative structure the way I wanted to structure the match. Uh, yeah, there's definitely been um, a narrative so far in this. And it's, I think that narrative kind of 
keeps you guessing. It keeps you focused on the story being told as much because wrestling is a story. When you're in the ring, you're telling a story. Yes, yes, so much yes. Okay. Uh, so we can continue on. Hijetsu grits her teeth and immediately starts to crawl towards the ropes, which are close by. She suddenly gets pulled into the middle of the ring by Isaiah. Makes sense. Uh, Isaiah is more... Like you said, control chaos. She's more relentless. She's not going to give her the opportunity to get to the ropes. So immediately she drives to the middle. Makes sense. Hijetsu knows not to be trapped in something like this. It starts to work on swinging herself around. After some back and forth and some slaps from Isaiah, Hijetsu eventually gets onto her back and shows Isaiah off of her. Hijetsu sits, but gets taken back to the floor by a soccer ball kick against her skull. That's pretty brutal. Um, any type of kick to your skull, just imagining oh, yeah. that, it makes you wince, because that, that's brutal. Like, could just imagine being kicked to the skull. I, I really try to use that sort of brutal imagery throughout this entire match, and, and you'll see it more as the match progresses and just sort of evolves into what it becomes. I did say a lot of people saying that this match was really gory, so I'm kind of looking forward to it, which sounds like I'm a maniac, but if I'm a maniac, it does. So be. It does. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I say it shuts around the ring, the crowd loving her confidence and sickening enjoyment of the match. She spies the newest young muscle, Tigress Jr., and smiles at her. She gives her a wink and tells her to watch and learn closely. Isaiah begins to kick away at Hijetsu, haphazardly not care as to where the kick slants. Alright, Virgin, real quick. Breaking that Tigers Jr., after you mentioned her earlier on in this part, I see why now. Adding in that yes. detail, and assuming that you read that part before you read this match, we don't know why you wouldn't. Um, it gives you this more sense of feeling, okay, I know this world more, and that actually makes sense now. Because the first read that you might have, maybe the reader was like, okay, I don't know why you're mentioning this. Seems like an unnecessary detail. But when you look at, but then you actually read the match, you're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of impressive. And uh, the reason why I brought in Tigress Jr., um, you see in a bit, you really see in a bit, she, she plays a key role into the story here. I think the more we talk about this, the more I look forward to what's going to happen next. Hmm. Okay. Ijetsu rolls each kick and eventually gets her leg onto the bottom rope to stop the assault, to which say replies by leaping into the air and dropping a knee across her opponent's leg. Ijetsu rolls into the middle of the ring. She tears up to shut her leg, but that leaves her back exposed. Isaiah forms a leaping double foot stomp to the back. Again, like those really brutal things that, like, they sound like normal wrestling things, but when you really think about it, those are brutal. Like, a Oh, yeah. stop to the back. That's your spine. Like you, you need your spinal nerves to be able to walk. Like the one, like that could easily paralyze you. Really. Fun fact: you need your spine. <laughs> yeah. Lessons with Randy. You, you probably actually just helped out a lot of people. A lot of people that are probably uh thinking about just like what's the spine. Why can't I walk? Oh, I should use my spine. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I should use my spine. Uh, one thing I really like is the um the way that uh I say it kind of shows her shows this more experience. By the way, how she she's working on the leg, you know, she's working on the leg, the knee and things like that. 
which makes sense. She's she's targeted the leg the leg for a good bit of this match now, and she's working on that. Um, but then the mo- the very moment that Jitsu is like, okay, I got to pull my leg all the way, so she's not going to attack that. But Isaiah shows this this instinct of okay, this almost veteran instinct really, like okay, target the leg, go immediately go for something that's exposed, and she went for the back, which I really like, because again, it shows this this almost veteran instinct out of her. Let's see. Let's continue. Okay. Okay. Lost my place for a second. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> the audience winces collectively at the move. Wow, me too. <laughs> I say it grabs onto Hijetsu's hair and pulls her to her feet. She grabs onto the wrist and goes to send Hijetsu flying. But Hijetsu reverses the move. I say his back crashes hard at the turnbuckle. Hijetsu gets chased, but gets lifted up over the top rope and onto the apron. I say Kogi performs a knee lift between the ropes to stop all momentum that Hijetsu could have been building. She grabs onto her head and pulls it between the middle rope before dropping to the mat with a DDT. I say it covers. Second Zeke comment of the match. Oh, Zeke says a hang woman DDT. Wait, don't take that off context. Oh. <laughs> I love Zeke. Everything he says is gold. Uh, One, two, kick out. Okay. One minor nitpick here. Hijetsu running at her and then being able to land on the apron on her leg after it was just continuously tacked. Don't really like that. It's a bit sus, I'll, I'll admit, but again, um, the further you read into the match, you further you sort of delve into Haigetsu's character, and the further you sort of see how she's able to do these things. Okay, so it's not one of those cases of... Okay, so very quickly I've seen that, in a lot of ways, a lot of things that like I would normally nitpick in any other match, they, at least from what you said, I haven't seen it yet, they come back into play later on and it gives you more okay and you look back okay that makes sense i mean it's it's not like necessarily specifically stated but when you see what haigetsu does you sort of retroactively realize oh yeah of course she could go through all of that punishment that probably feels like nothing and that's a little yeah, bit okay. spoiler right, but so- Oh god, the more you talk about this, the more I get hyped for the what's gonna ha- else is gonna happen. I say it does not waste any time at all. She grabs onto Hijetsu's trousers and hair and lifts her up. She keeps the grip in and twists Hijetsu around so that they're facing a corner, and Isaiah takes dragging her opponent behind her. She tosses Hijetsu towards the corner, and the woman goes flying through the ropes and to the outside. Hijetsu's skull crushes off hard against the barricade. Jesus. Yeah. I was watching some Oscar matches and I saw the Amber Moon spot and I was like, I'm using that. <laughs> if she doesn't have a concussion after this, she's gotta be like a robot or something, right? <laughs> Is Hagetsu secretly a cyborg? <laughs> That's her new gimmick. Isaiah smirks and rolls out of the ring to assess the damage done here. Hagetsu isn't moving, but that's okay. Isaiah refs her... <laughs> I'm sorry, that little comment is like, Hijetsu isn't moving, but that's okay. Uh, I often try to um, sort of write in the perspective of whoever's like 
sort of in control at the time. So it's like, oh, my opponent isn't moving. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that, that makes more sense. It's just, it's just something so funny. Like, oh, my opponent might be, might be dead, but that's okay. And again, that's that just, also sort uh... of comes. In. That also sort uh, of comes into play later. It's like, that, that, that's that little con- I know, I just found it really funny. say Wrestler arms around Aijetsu's waist and performs a deadlift German suplex. That kind of targets the neck and head region, so that... So, okay, so what I've got here is that Isaiah, even without really bringing a big focus on it, is still kind of working this more technical style. First, just targeting the lift. Now she's kind of targeting the neck and the neck and head, skull, really. Mm-hmm. So she kind of keeps the same that same bit of technical style throughout this match so far, even if she's not outright doing it. Where it's like, oh, it's obvious, she still is. That's that's nice. I like that. Hayashi cries out in pain, but it soon shut up when Isaiah stumps on her mouth. Isaiah lifts her opponent up and then smashes her face against the apron for rolling her in the ring. Isaiah slides in herself. Okay, one more thing. Consistency, same thing about the technical style almost. Consistency of how brutal Isaiah is. From very early on, it's very obvious how brutal she is in this match. How brutal she is as a wrestler. Because these brutal moments have really come from her. The stump on the back, the kick to the skull, the throwing her skull into the barricade. That is really brutal. And then just stomping on her mouth. And and obviously, both these women, they're not... There's not really an outright face or an outright heel here. But you kind of get this immediate thought of, okay, uh, Aijetsu is being put down, but still somehow keeps fighting. So it's like, I want to root for her. But at the same time, it's like, she's so brutal, and that's really badass. So I want to root for Isaiah. And gives you these mixed feelings. And the, mixed um, feelings in wrestling are phenomenal. The uh, brutality that I hate and that I have here, I sort of thought of it and went, this is probably going to be a bit of one-upsmanship because I know how I react to a fight is that whenever my opponent does something that's a bit sort of nasty to me, a bit sort of, ooh, okay, you're doing that. That's still legal, but mm, I'll reply back with and try to one-up them and sort of be like, yeah, okay, you've got a receipt, now let's lay off. And then it just sort of continuously gets more brutal. And I thought, let's implement that into this match, and you see, you will see, honestly. It's... I'm actually, again, the more you talk, the more I look forward to this match, and I... And I'm kind of getting to the point where I want to root for Aijetsu, because she kind of keeps coming back, and when really she should, that's great. So... So far, I so far I've loved this match, and there's still a lot to go. Oh god, really so much, so much. Ooh, back to commentating. Again, comes make a break. The sheer brutality that's being shown here is nothing short of breathtaking. Every move and every blow has purpose, and it's clear to me that both women want to take home this championship belt badly. Now then, correct me if I'm wrong, but Phil, you were speaking to Isaiah before the show. Did she say anything about her game plan? I mean, all she really said was that no one was ready for her. I think that doesn't say what it needs to say, then I don't know what will. The dynamic between the commentators, I think you bring it off pretty well. Um, it could be better to see them more bounce off each other a little bit better. 
but mm-hmm. you do it in a pretty decent way. In commentating, when you're writing commentary for matches, it is pretty difficult to have them bounce off each other in a spectacular way because not a lot of people can do it. There are a few. I've seen it, but not a lot of people can do it in this spectacular way. And the fact you're doing like a decent way is pretty, pretty great. That by itself. Uh, I mean, what I tried to do with the commentary was make sure they had their own sort of standout characters because, you know, every commentator has that. They have the personality traits. Like, for example, Corey Graves is a bit of a dickhead. So is Jerry Lawler. But, you know, they all have a sort of specific character trait and sort of motivations and experience, and they all build from that. So I wanted to really sort of incorporate that with my English commentary team. Yeah, that, that also makes sense. You know, commentary, like you said, does have a different personality trait. Um, personally, I would say that Jerry Lawler's trait is being a pervert, but that's just me. <laughs> sort of comes under the same sort of banner. Yeah, I think if you're a pervert, you're immediately a dickhead. Let's continue. Okay. Hi, Jesse struggles to breathe, but she knows that if she can focus again and start to string together offense, that everything that she has done will not be for nothing. That her journey to this moment will not have been in vain. Isaiah wraps her arms around Hijetsu's waist and deadlifts her up into another German suplex, which practically folds Hijetsu in two. Okay. So again, expectations subversion. Because that, that part about how Ajetsu, you know, she's she's trying to, she's focusing. She knows that she, that she's worth this moment and she has to, she can't let it just slip from her hands when she's so close. It makes you think, okay, she's going to make a comeback, but it's another deadlift German straight back to her again from Isaiah. So Explanations version, again, keeps you on your feet, keeps you guessing. Isaiah knots herself and pulls Ajetsu to her knees before kicking her square in the jaw. The blunt sound echoing throughout the arena. Ajetsu drops through all fours and grabs onto her jaw again, the pain rushing through her. Okay, this is just something I just thought of, but if I was in the crowd watching this match take place up to this point, I think I'd be a little concerned. I'd start to think this is a shoot fight. Pure shoot. <laughs> I Like, this is kind of scary that, that which, was again that's the vibe I want to get from it yeah which honestly instantly this Isaiah looking like this scary person builds her up really well to the point where like if she keeps the attitude going and she loses she's still gonna look like an absolute monster in defeat mm-hmm. <sighs> okay I lost my skin there it is as he drops through all fours and grabs onto her jaw again, the pain rushing through her. Isaiah takes a grip of the wrist and lifts Hijetsu up. She tries again and sends Hijetsu into the corner, but Hijetsu spies it open. She steps onto the bottom rope and then bounces onto the top rope. Isaiah watches in confusion before being blasted with a missile drop kick. Isaiah lands on her back hard and rolls onto her stomach. That. Imagine that in my head. Hold on. It's something that uh, Keijetsu does in real life. I just really struggled to describe it. It was, I played around with a lot of sort of variations of how to describe what she does, but I just, I couldn't quite get it. I wanted to make it short and snappy and I just couldn't get it. So I just decided to go with that. Okay, so if I'm thinking this right, she was sent to the corner and she 
jumped up onto the bottom rope. Like yes, she sort of steps onto it as she's running. Okay. And the then she almost sort of the apron, the bottom rope, like like the first rope in the three ropes. Okay. And then she just sort of like almost uses her momentum and sort of uses it as a springboard, if you will, up onto the top rope, and she sort of rotates her body so she's facing the ring. Okay, I think I get it. Okay, I get it. So she's going, she jumps up onto the bar row, which sounds difficult the more I imagine it. And she must have some serious hops. The way, the way Keijetsu does it is it, you, you blink and you miss it, but it's it, she makes it look so fluid. Uh, Keijetsu herself is an incredibly trained wrestler. Brilliant wrestler. I might have to, because I might have to check this out after this, because that sounds extremely hard to do. But that, okay. But I, see, I definitely see it. Like I definitely have an idea of how to imagine. She jumps on the rope and then jumps on the top one, and then miss out drop kick immediately. But which makes sense. She's okay. So she's got this bit of adrenaline rush. Let's see if she can keep it going. Isaiah slowly crawls over to the corner. She rests herself against a turnbuckle, but soon her head gets crushed by a massive boot. Okay, that's. The turnbuckle. Okay, that's. Yeah. I have this thing where I hate New Japan and Japanese style turnbuckles. I think they have no leeway, and that came from um, watching Kota Ibushi do, do his lawn darts. Because in a traditional ring setting, when you hit the lawn dart, you can sort of almost go through the gap, but there's no room with those thick blocks and just the image it doesn't just it just doesn't leave any room for breathing and if you get hit you get hit hard it, it's like being it's like being like um crushed between uh, a wall by a raging car that's the way i've always seen these like thick pads that the japanese style rings have yeah see that's see i imagine that when i um when i read that and that's why i definitely went like it's like imagining that and I try to imagine the entire match in my head as I read it and that's that's and like just to imagine getting hit with that like oh, yeah. if I was hit with that I I think I just died like I think I would intentionally die at that point just go no, nothing left Hijetsu pushes Isaiah up into a standing position and then runs off to the opposite side of the ring she comes rushing in and leaves him with a flying forearm Isaiah stumbles past Hijetsu, then takes a grip of her opponent's waist before firing Isaiah into a turnbuckle with a German suplex. Again! Those turnbuckles! Keep on reading. Keep on reading, because the description of what happens to Isaiah here is brutal. Gee, oh man, it's... Like, you thought Isaiah was being brutal, <laughs> and then... You, you... Again, it makes sense once the story gets revealed. Isaiah's head flies backwards and the back of her head hits off of the steel support beams, holding the turnbuckle in place. Isaiah seemingly takes a few solid steps forward into the middle of the ring before collapsing to the floor, the pain just now getting to her body. <sighs> now seeing that contributes to like the adrenaline rush that you would be feeling in this moment that the pain is just now getting to her body. Because if you're, you have this adrenaline rush, you're not going to feel it. It's going to take a minute. 
But thing is, adrenaline rush. Once you, once that adrenaline rush dies down and you feel that pain, the pain is ten times worse than it would have been if you felt it initially. Oh yeah, it, it's everything stacking up. Yeah, yeah. It's so her feeling all that pain once with that adrenaline rush dying down at that point. That if you just if you have like a general idea of how adrenaline rush works, then you would instantly know how much pain she must be in at that moment. Oh, and that's God. a lot of pain with what she just went through. Don't envy her. Haidetsu takes a moment and then slides into position for a sleeper hold. The choke is applied beautifully and skillfully. She wrenches back against Isaiah's body and causes some serious damage to, to be done. Isaiah starts to claw at her opponent's hands, but this is as a distraction, so Haidetsu wouldn't realize that Isaiah has slipped their feet into a better position. Again, that's like that, that veteran instinct kind of showing. It's like, okay, you know, because she, she's distracting her, and that that makes and so that's like okay she has this almost veteran like instinct with her that's it's nice it keeps intact with what previously happened <laughs> their position after a moment or two of clawing she starts to make her way back to her feet i just simply deepens the hold in for better effect isaiah starts to walk over to the ropes and just about gets a hold of them snap sleeper suplex for my jet suit Isaiah lands directly on her head, but Jitsu still won't let go. <laughs> Again, that, <laughs> imagine that. That sounds brutal. Yep. Imagine okay. you're in a sleeper hold. You're, back, you're really close to passing out, and all of a sudden, you just snap sleeper suplex. And from inspiration from the hold is still locked in. From uh, heavy inspiration from Jay White, because his, uh, his snap suit sleeper, uh, his snap sleeper suplex is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. Yeah, and anyone that tries to say Jay White is a bad wrestler should just look at that one move and then get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah nods her head and slowly forces herself back to standing base once again to try out a new strategy. Again with the neck! Why the neck? <laughs> <laughs> I love diamonds. <laughs> Uh, just that that one that one comment. That's it. Nothing else. That's that's great. I, I love that. I love diamonds. Isaiah sends Hijetsu forward with a snapmare, but Hijetsu flips and lands on her feet. Both women quickly turn to face one another and start to trade blows again. They strike and dodge, but this time Isaiah is ever so slightly slower than before due to sleeper hold and being dropped on her head. And Hijetsu knows this. That is great because that's selling like you were almost about to be unconscious of course you're gonna be slower but the, the way i worded it most riders have gone oh straight back lightning quick reflexes that doesn't make sense yeah. the human body I doesn't work that way i only made it so she's ever so slightly slower than hijetsu but hijetsu again veteran both technically veterans because when you think about it, Hajetsu would have been wrestling if we keep to what's happened to Keijetsu for upwards of 10 years by this point. Yeah. So she would have picked up on the fact that Isaiah is slower than before. Definitely. And that plays into their characters and their personalities. That's great. I love it when writers do that. Because again, rest, wrestling is a story. You are telling a story whether you're outside of the ring or in it. There's a story oh, being God. told. Whether you know the story I going think- into it or you're making it up as you go along, there's a story. I saw the seconds on the um, on the um, clock thing, and uh, we're an hour in, 
uh, but I thought we were an hour and a half in. It was just the seconds going up. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> we're an hour and a half in. Could, God, could you just imagine? <laughs> we're an hour and a half in. We're not We're not even close to being. No, not, not, even, not even halfway. Like, oh. And, uh, 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 uh. We're at Diamond's long, long comment. <laughs> it's, okay, I just scrolled down a bit to see how exciting we had left, and we're not even close to being done. Yeah. <laughs> we're at the, That's... we've only okay. caught two of seven Zeke comments, so. Oh, yeah, no, see, every time, I always see, like, Zeke out the corner of my eye as I'm reading this in the images, and I always get really excited to read it. Because <laughs> it's like, I just right. see, like, the little character of Zeke right at the corner of my eye, and I get, oh, I just get so excited to read it. All right, let's press on. Okay. So, we're doing sleep roll and being dropped on her head, and I just knows this. Isaiah fires off a knee strike, but Jetsu catches it and begins to punch away at Isaiah's face. Each blow is vicious as a bare knuckle brawler's blooms. Isaiah stumbles around the ring before being lit up with two slaps, a back kick, and then a roundhouse kick. That combination sounds insane. Again, Keijetsu does it in real life. It's brutal. I gotta check out more of her. Keijetsu scoops Isaiah up and <laughs> dumps her to the mat with a scoop slam for good measure. Hijetsu walks over to the corner and then slowly makes her way up to the top rope. She measures her oh, opponent yeah. and then Isaiah slowly gets to her feet and runs to the corner. She leaps into the air and wraps her legs around Hijetsu's arm and neck with a hanging arm bar. That's that drone rush kicking in. And that... Yep. Okay. So if Isaiah can withstand what she just went through to be able to start feeling that within herself to get back up and that contributes to the fighting spirit that a lot that goes into a lot of pure wrestling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, think uh, I remember because that's a big thing in a lot of uh pure a lot of pure pure wrestling because uh i don't know why because i don't know i'm not expert on that I, but i remember um when i was first writing uh ultimate muscle on the first show merc gave me some brilliant feedback and he told me about my submissions and how I need to sort of make them lengthier because to a pearl artist, tapping out is like the last thing you ever want to do. You don't want to tap out because you have that fighting spirit, you have that honor. And I think the I think Japanese wrestlers are a whole different breed because they're just able to take so much more punishment than the average American wrestling because of that fighting spirit, because of that honor. And yeah, I saw them. Even with heels, they have that that spear and that honor in them, because mm-hmm. that's that's a constant factor for them, and that makes a lot of sense given like the uh, the heritage and culture of a uh, of Japan and Japanese people. So you know, it's a great thing they play into that with their wrestling, obviously. Yeah. But uh, continue on with this armbar. Also, I just point out that I love armbars. I don't know why. I think it look really nice. So versatile. Hijachi screams out in pain. The ref doesn't bother counting because he knows he won't be heard from the screams. Isaiah tries to practically rip out her opponent's arm from the socket. Each bend is brutally done and she even starts to bite the fingertips for added damage. Jesus Christ. That's that's taking what Sex Labor Jr. does with his uh, submission holds and like cracking the fingers and making it ten times worse. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, God. I just slips slightly, but she grabs onto the top rope to balance herself. She moved to the middle rope the second Isaiah had the arm bar in, but it didn't do anything to take the pain away. So she decides to fight back. She has so had so many hardships. She survived worse. She would not let this be her end. She begins to cur- curl her arm and lift Isaiah up into a powerbomb position, and then just for added pleasure, climbs the top rope before leaping off with an avalanche powerbomb. She covers. Okay, I think you might have been hearing my voice. As soon as I heard <laughs> that, uh, she lifts her up into a. Uh, she begins to curl her arm and lift Isaiah up. As soon as I read that. I got really excited because I knew what was coming. <laughs> and that excited me. See, and sometimes it's you good. You know something's coming and it excites you. That's a great thing. And if you do that as a writer, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's it's good to sometimes follow through with expectations. Again, helps keep the audience guessing so they don't just get complacent and go, right, okay, so something. <sighs> this, should... Okay, she covers. And now we have Zeke. Zeke says, medical bills, medical bills. I've got to pay more medical bills. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love Zeke. One, two, kick out. Ooh, and and, and most, most, most writers would have that be like a close call moment. But I think it makes sense for you to have that be one. Because they have survived a lot. And they survive, And it's like, oh, if... She, she survived what uh, she survived before. Yeah, it makes sense she survived that. And again, and also, from what you said before, reading on, and you see how they're able to do this, it plays into how what they did previously. It's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense she'd be able to do that. This is, this is just the beginning. Because if she's able to do this with an arm bar like, like the one Isaiah had on her, right? And then get that, pull her up with her arm that is clearly in pain as she's lifting her up. And put do a power bomb to her. Yeah, that makes her running on her leg look like she was just crawling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Both women are down as they try to catch their breasts and make up for lost time. They blink a few times, takes a chance to rest. That makes sense. Obviously, you know, you just went through something that's completely brutal and a normal person would not be able to get up from, so makes sense. Ijetsu slowly gets to her knees and is joined moments later by Isaiah, who not only takes longer to move, but has to put added force into getting up. Ijetsu fires off first with a form, then Isaiah gives her the receipt, and the two go off trading forms on their knees. Shirk slowly picks up the pace, and the force pound each strike also starts to raise. Okay, this isn't like a nitpick or anything, um, but something I've noticed is that ever since um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did the, the whole... Uh, the whole trading punches while on their knees in their uh, last match. Uh, uh, <laughs> that fan quotes around last match. Yeah. <laughs> Every rider has used that in their matches. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's a it's a common trope. It works well. Uh, don't yeah. don't don't try and fix what ain't broke. Like it's not a nitpick or anything. It's just something that I've definitely noticed that. Everyone does it, which it makes sense. It's it's a cool effect. People like seeing that, you know. It's it makes you go, "Wow, this match is insane." Mm-hmm. And and it sort of acts as a testament to how far each person is going, how yeah, far they're willing it, it to go. It definitely shows the intensity of this match and how much how much win being the inaugural champion means to both of them. That 
even when they're when when they can't even stand, they're still swinging. Again, I I always go on about how um how it's good to uh, sort of uh, what's the word uh, subvert expectations. Sometimes it's nice to just have a wrestling cliche because it's formality. It's what we like about wrestling. It's nice to have it in there. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think there's one wrestling fan who would say they don't like that. Again, yeah, come on. Who doesn't like two people just beating the ever-loving hell out of each other, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Okay. They eventually make their way to their feet and just continue to bruise the other with brutal forearms. It has to be has to be reaching almost 70 forearms. Isaiah lets up. Isaiah continues the forearms and just starts to batter into Isaiah as if she was a punching bag. Another 20 or so strikes land before Isaiah finds the pattern and ducks below one. She fires off with a massive slap, which sends Isaiah stumbling backwards. She has to rush in but gets cut off with another slap. Also, um, one thing I thought of. The better instinct of Isaiah. It kind of makes sense. It kind of makes you think, wait, maybe maybe she didn't just slow down, but maybe once she knows that she couldn't keep up at the moment, she decided find the pattern and then make a move. It makes you think, so maybe she do that, which it doesn't outright say it, but it makes you kind of think maybe she did that. Mm-hmm. Given off of what she else how what else she's done in the match, if you think about it, it makes you think, huh. Maybe she actually she uh she was trying to find a pattern. It's, it's a common right. Show don't tell, you know. Yeah, it, it's 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 definitely a, a small detail, and I, maybe you didn't mean to do that. Um, I'll be real with you, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but it either way, it adds to it. Um, yeah, and if anyone says it, uh, says you didn't, just say that you meant to do that. If they bring it up, just say, yeah, I meant to do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just play it off. Make yourself look a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Massive slap, which sends Ijetsu stumbling backwards. She tries to once rush in, but gets cut off with another slap. Isaiah lays into her opponent with an utter barrage of slaps that are unrelenting. This continues for another 20 seconds with a speed and strength of building with every slap. Whew, okay, this is... I feel like it's more and more intense as it goes on. Which is kind of hard to do matches, you know? Yeah. In a lot of matches, they kind of, the intensity kind of dies down as it goes on. Oh, okay. oh. is able to thrust kick Isaiah away and falls through with a roundhouse kick. The sudden smack of the boot on flesh echoes throughout the arena. Isaiah doubles over but gets kicked back into a vertical base, only to get the color roundhouse kicked out of her. Color roundhouse kicked out of her. Okay. I just I meant, I meant to. Just uh, grabs I Isaiah's wrist and begins to lay into her with a barrage of kicks. Point Isaiah in wherever she tried to stumble out. It's see like these barrage of kicks, unrelenting slaps, forearms, all these things. They're really brutal, but when you compare them to the things that already happened, it's like, oh, that's completely normal. It's just filler. It's just filler at this point, isn't it? Yeah, like like in any other match, you would see this. Oh, this is brutal. I don't know if I can watch it at this point. It's like, so uh. Like when are we gonna get to the next thing? Or... <laughs> yeah, when are we gonna get to the next thing? <laughs> like this, is, like I feel like this is what if if this match was actually to air, I feel like this is what they show for, uh, during a commercial. <laughs> Piss break. Piss break. This, spot. this is this is their rest hold. Yeah. Okay. 
Isaiah uses her strength to reverse the grip on her wrist and Iris rips Aijetsu into the corner. Aijetsu steps onto the bottom rope and leaps onto the top, but Isaiah gives chase and leaps onto the middle rope. Okay, so clearly it looked like she might have been trying to do kind of the same thing she did before, but obviously she saw it coming this time, which is she learned from her previous mistake. That's sort of deal. Which works great because if it's like if she did it a second time, then it kind of makes her makes Isaiah look stupid. Because at that point she I should mean, see it coming. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. It's a good thing you did that. It's not a major thing, but it's, it's definitely a great thing you did that. <clears throat> the two begin to trade blows on top rope until a mighty shove from Ijetsu sends Isaiah to the floor. The woman grabs onto a turnbuckle pad mid-fall for support and rips it off by accident. However, it allows to allows her to land on her feet. She backs off slightly and then rushes in. She climbs up the ropes and delivers a leaping knee strike, which sends Aijetsu to a C position on the top rope. Aijetsu lands on the mat and then lines up her next shot. Empress kicks to the bridge of the nose! Aijetsu falls to one side and lands on the apron. Her nose shattered completely like a glass window with a hole punched through it. The nose is completely broken. I love that analogy. Like a glass window with a hole punched through it. That really makes you imagine, wow, this... It makes you kind of, when you imagine how she must look right now, it's got to be ten times worse than what you're imagining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, weird weird piece of inspiration that I drew from here. Um, we had a police officer come in when we were in S1 in our first year of um, high school. And um, he was telling us about train safety. And he, he, he merely told us about the things that happened. And he says... The reason why I'm telling you these things and not showing it to you is because your imagination will make it 10 times worse than what it actually is. And that's something that struck through with me for storytelling elements like that. And another thing, Um, I don't know if anyone listening, if you've actually seen a glass window with a hole punched through it, but if you have, you would know it doesn't look good at all. No. It's insane. Like the person that done that had to have been a machine. If someone punches a hole through a window, they had to have been a machine. So seeing what does that say about like that, and then imagining how much worse it has to be, because it's got to be ten times worse than what, because what it then because what you're imagining has to, be, it has to be ten times worse. So it makes it even more brutal. And what does it say about Isaiah? As I was saying that. See. I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. He's in my mind. <laughs> I, 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 I could have wrote the match myself, guys. I could have wrote it myself. That built me up really well. Ooh, more commentary. I love Diamond. I'm glad she started starting us off. Oh, Jesus. I've had a broken nose before in a match. And let me tell you right now that it completely limits your breathing. You'll be going hard in that ring, and these two ladies have clearly been giving it their 100 here. Deep breaths already being taken is only going to get hard to breathe now. I hope this is their 100, because I'd be afraid if this wasn't. Well! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, okay, after this match, if I had to face either of them, I think I'd just quit. Shake your pants, leave. <laughs> oh my god. Like, if... Like whoever wins oh, this, okay. whoever has to, whoever's to be their first, uh, their first challenger. I would just no, nah, I'm not <laughs> signing on for that, guys. I, I quit. I'm gonna retire. 
I'm gone. Did you see what they done to each other? It's it's insane. It's it's like if I was the person who had to face whoever wins this, right? I'd go into the, I'd go into the office and be like, I'm not facing her. Did you see how she did her last match? Oh, I can't do this. Uh-huh. Things are right. get more brutal. Deep breath is already being taken, and it's only going to get harder to breathe now. Hijetsu is definitely going to be on a losing end if she can't find a way to bounce back here. Isaiah smirks to herself and stumbles around the ring a bit. She finds her footing and nods herself. She walks over to the ropes and goes out onto the apron. She grabs a hold of Aijutsu and lifts her up, wincing at the side of the nose. She wraps her arm around the other person's head and lifts her up before resting her legs on the top straw of the corner. Big moment. Isaiah drops Aijutsu with the Hangman DDT on the apron. Aijutsu gets spiked and falls off of the apron. And Isaiah sits up. She forces herself off the apron and lines up her opponent before continuing to kick her haphazardly. Hajitsu gets pushed around under the ring by the kicks, but soon gets dragged out into her feet. Isaiah slaps Hajitsu hard with the heel of her palm. The dull thud is heard only by those in the first few rows who cringe at its sound. Hajitsu falls forward and uses the barricaded support. She rests her against the railing and tries to push herself up, but her head soon gets taken clean up by a 12-6 snap kick. Anyone who hasn't seen a 12-6 snap kick, I want you to go look it up and then come back. It's a Brazilian kick. It's all... It's so brutal. It's yeah, it's pretty insane. It's like if you haven't seen it, go look it up, go cry because you're going to, and then yeah. come back and <sighs> the cold, unforgiving metal crushes Ijeji's throat as the foot is brought down. Ijeji pops up and stumbles around, but Isaiah is there again. Like an unstoppable force of nature, she lifts Ijeji up and rams her into the ring post. The unrelenting, like that's ruthless aggression. Jitsu sharply intakes some air but begins to cough it back out. She drops to her knees and leans against the ring post. Isaiah uses this to her advantage and starts to kick away at her opponent's chest. Ajitsu grits her teeth and stands up after the last big kick. She walks around the corner in an attempt to escape. She goes to roll into the ring, but Isaiah grabs her from behind and tosses her into a barricade. Another kick for good measure. Ajitsu stumbles around the floor. Anytime she gets to a stale base, Isaiah is there to kick it away. The horrific game out tag where Isaiah is always it. Ajitsu eventually turns the corner and you can see in front of her the commentary table. Isaiah decides to let her get a closer look because she lands a huge drop kick which sends Ajitsu crashing towards the other side. Isaiah does a little dance she waits for Ajitsu to get back up. When she does, Isaiah starts to run, she leaps onto the apron, and then jumps off of the middle rope. She twists and goes for a huge hip attack. Ajitsu catches it with a German suplex! Isaiah's flesh twists against a steel barricade and she begins to scream out in pain. Oh. My. God. That entire sequence was insane. I tried to make it. Oh, oh my god. Also, I've kind of noticed there's been a lot of German suplexes in this match, and each one has somehow managed to be more brutal than the last. I like me a German suplex. You are basically the Brock Lesnar of riding. Sue me. I like a German suplex. (laughs) I I don't know. You kind of scare me after riding this. The ref still waits to count. The bold, the all caps, but the period. You have to really, because it's the even if something's in bold and all caps, you put a period in it. That's not shouting, guys. <laughs> or it's kind of shouting, but not like nearly as in the same excited, enhanced voice. It's more like the ref still waits to count. It's more like that. I think you got to It sounds so simple. But it adds a lot to it. It adds how the ref must be feeling and what the ref must be thinking at this moment. 
and how the performers will be feeling at this moment. Because it, it's simple, but it's really hard to do. But it's a simple writing technique that not a lot of people realize they can do. Another thing says, I... Why are you showing me this? This is a picture of a rat. That's exactly what I'm thinking right now after I agreed to do this with UNT. It's just a picture of a rat, isn't it? This... Oh, God. This... (laughs) I'm gonna have nightmares after this is what's gonna happen. Oh, you you ain't in UNT. Isaiah slides into a seat position, but soon gets a mud hole stomped through her as Ijetsu lets out all of her pain and anger from throughout the years. If it was possible, I just may have just went right through Isaiah's chest. Ijetsu lifts Isaiah up and slaps her hard across the face where she lifts her up into a fireman's carry position. Ijetsu dumps Isaiah over the barricade with a slam. Ijetsu rolls her shoulders slightly and shakes her head. Focus. She needs to focus. She rolls back into the ring and then grabs onto the corner. She has to scale all the way to the top and eyes Isaiah up. She leads off with a crossbody. Isaiah catches her in midair with a knee strike. Hijetsu crumples. Just when you think Hijetsu has the advantage, Isaiah completely turns it around. And honestly, that's amazing because it's against the expectation subversion. Yep. And I really, actually, I want to get. I, I actually have to get your thoughts on MT because in that scenario. Most people would have gone and can, because Isaiah's had the offense for a good bit and she's done a lot. So most riders go, okay, let's even the play field. Let's have Ijetsu get back into it and get a good bit of offense. But you decided, no, she's going to get one move, maybe two, I guess, two. And then and then Isaiah's immediately going to get back in. Why'd you do that? Well, originally she was going to land the crossbody and it was going to be this big sort of moment. And the way the structure was, Originally, what's going to happen to Haigetsu was originally going to happen to Isaiah, what's about to happen. But I thought, narratively, it didn't quite make sense. And I sort of took a step back and I began to sort of analyze it. And I thought to myself, the damage that Isaiah has taken in comparison to the recent damage that Haigetsu has taken would mean that... um, Isaiah would be more fresh. She would be able to react to this big leap because, again, Higetsu has more hang time in that air. And also, it creates this idea of, okay, Higetsu's finally here. She's got it. She's going. And it's stuck. She hits her brick wall again. It's a hope spot. It's a fake out. It's, again, traditional wrestling where you think the baby face is, well, baby face. I'm saying that in quotation marks. Neither one is truly a baby face. Neither one is truly a heel here. But I definitely written it in such a way where you kind of want to root for Higetsu. That's my preferred reading, if you will. That's that's definitely how I've gone into it. I, like as I've uh, as I as I've read this match with you, um, I definitely find myself rooting for Higetsu because she's she's got that kind of underdog thing going for her. Just when you think she's gonna do it, Isaiah stumps her back down. Sometimes, literally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and and that makes you want to root for Aigetsu. It's like, okay, I want her to win, and and, and that's great because again, none of them are really bay face, none of them really heel. So at the start, you don't really know who you want to root for, but you create a narrative where they make you want to root for someone and they make you want to boo for someone. Like if I was in the crowd, I would be completely cheering for Aigetsu right now and booing everything Isaiah does, because in a lot of ways mm-hmm. she has acted not full heel. But in kind of a heelish way. She has a kind of like that cool heel, which can get mm-hmm. you cheered in most cases. But compared to what Haigetsu has been constantly fighting and fighting and fighting, but always getting taken back down, 
it makes you go, okay, I don't like her that much. And then some things will start to happen here, especially at this point in the match. This is the narrative. This is mm, narrative time. You'll see what's going to happen here. Some audience members scream out in fear of what just happened, but Isaiah marches on. She takes a hold of Ajetsu's head and bashes it off the English table. Ajetsu wipes away the monitors and notes before pushing Ajetsu all the way onto the table. Isaiah joins her and grabs onto her opponent. She gets her in a position for a power bomb and lifts her up, but Ajetsu starts the fight. Forearm after forearm until she feels the grip loosen slightly. She tries to roll out of position, but Isaiah takes hold of her legs and now has Ajetsu in belly to back position. Ajetsu tries to fight free, but Isaiah suddenly leaves into the air. Pile driver waves! The slide off slightly and it goes off course. The slightly just temple cracks off against the barricade. Oh, oh my God. I am at a loss of words now. I don't think that's ever happened when reading a match. People reading. I don't think when reading a match on Amino, I've been at a loss for words. Just go, keep on. Oh my God. It's... It's like the the pile driver is like okay that's as worse you can get and then immediately it's ten times worse. I don't know how yeah. I how like I don't know how I should feel about that. That's just keep insane. on reading because we get some juicy narrative times. Oh my god! Holy shit! My god! What a move! And oh god, is she all right? That's perfect. It's like, what just happened? Oh my god. And it's like, guys, is is she actually alright? Like it goes into the sense of has this shifted into more of a shoot? Yeah. And, and it kind of you start guessing, wait, is she actually like seriously injured now? Is <sighs> that that line's perfect. I like that. Hijetsu isn't moving, guys. Uh guys, help guys. Yeah. Alright, no, makes her on standby. What? Oh. Phil is saying that in Japanese. The young muscles all get to work as the ref leaps out of the ring and instructs Stone what to do. Kid takes the barricade out of the way and passes it to Masaru for ease of access to the competitors. The ref gets down and starts to check on them, and soon, Isaiah gets back to her feet. She's groggy but stable. I guess she still hasn't moved, and the audience falls silent out of fear. That can't be how it ends. And then Isaiah sees her. Tigers Jr. stands there in fear. She wipes the tears away from her eyes and stares there in silence. Isaiah walks over and places a hand on her shoulder and tells her to watch. Isaiah knows who Aijetsu is. She knows that there is a reason why she continues to fight to this day. Aijetsu has faced so many challenges before, so many regrets. She will never give. She will never stop until she gets what she wants. Isaiah simply doesn't understand what Aijetsu wants. Isaiah climbs up the stairs and watches. Aijetsu slowly raises her fist and signals for the ref to count. So he did. Hajitsu didn't move until the count of five, and then she started to crawl forward. Trail of red being left behind as she moved. Six, seven, eight. Hajitsu eventually makes it to the floor as it stopped to breathe. Nine, ten, eleven. Hajitsu tries to force herself up, but her knees give away. She grabs on Tigers Jr.'s shoe and starts to pull her way up. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Tigers Jr. nearly throws up at what she sees. On the left-hand side of Hajitsu's temple is a gash. Two inches long and ragged. The cut was not a clean one. Blood had mingled Ijetsu's fit shock white hair, and her face was slowly becoming a crimson mask as a sea of red turns to a waterfall. Ijetsu pushes herself up and then collapses to a knee. She grits her teeth and begins to yell at herself and shockingly tells the audience. They tell her to continue pushing to keep up the fight. 
And so is Isaiah. 15, 16, 17. Hajachi places a hand on the apron and tries to get to her feet. She's inches away from continuing to fight, but her legs give way. 18. Go Hajetsu! 19. Hajetsu! 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 Listen to this place. 20. Hajetsu just gets to the ring. She gets to her knees, but her head is dead, taken clean off by a buzzsaw kick. Isaiah covers. Listen to that strike. One, two, kick out. Okay. The emotion that I felt in that entire <laughs> that entire moment is indescribable. First off, I instantly get this feeling of okay. First off, okay, let me start with this. I see what you mean by okay. She's definitely gone through a lot. Comparing this to everything that she's gone through, yeah, it all look, it all makes sense now. And more secondly, secondly, I see that there's this bit of respect. Isaiah has this respect for Ajetsu. That's what it is. She respects her. She's not willing to let her fall that easily, knowing she's gone through. So there's that respect. And then it, and third thing, it immediately goes back into her persona of being completely ruthless, that controlled chaos. Or as soon as she gets to the ring, she kicks her head off. And that's everything about that moment was perfect and I it's indescribable how I felt during that that was absolutely spectacular and I want to know what were you thinking while writing that while, while coming up with that um I really wanted this to be a big sort of narrative piece in the match I I wanted this to be where the story sort of starts to unfold and we see the layers of the character really unpeel and this was why Tigress was implemented. Um, it becomes clearer later on, but I want Tigress because, as I said, this brutal, uh, the brutality of the match, this blood, this everything, and again, I say it later on, is a symbolism for the struggles of women throughout the wrestling lives, how much bullshit they've had to put up through. It's, it's a physical representation of how much BS women have had to go through. And Tigress Jr. as this newbie, as this allegory, she acts as she acts as a stand-in for us. We can sit by and we can watch these women struggle and continue to fight and try to get for better all we want. But we're too scared to make a change. They're doing it. What can we do? How can we do it? So I wanted this to be the big sort of narrative, symbolic piece of this match, while still being as brutal as I physically could make it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the epitome of not just storytelling, but a storyteller. I think by the end of this, the biggest takeaway should be you should aspire to be the kind of storyteller that MT is. No, no, you, no, no. If you can even just get close to what he is and think the way he does, you will be an amazing writer. As evidenced no. by what he's been able to do with awesome muscle. Nah, uh, you, again, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I've I'm still got so much to learn and adapt to, you know? Without I, a doubt, I want the to... thing is, given where you're already at and what you've been able to do, and the way your mind works and the way you think when it comes to storytelling... I cannot wait to see where you are in a year from now. And I'm excited to be on that ride with you. Oh, thank you very much. I've got a long way to go. Th there's, without a doubt, big things in your future. 
and I can't wait to see where you go from here. I hope so, at least. <laughs> but let's let's continue because things only pick up here. Isaiah grabs onto the arm that was shot into, shot into, wraps her legs around it before applying the second armbar of the match. Any injury that was done with the first armbar will be doubled here. After all the wear and tear Hygiene's body has gone through, it'll be doubly hard for her to get to even do anything. Hygiene cries out in pain as her body screams at her, just to quit and live to fight another day. But Hygiene has no intentions in walking out of this building and losing. She would fight, she would battle until her dying days. She begins to use what little body strength she had left to crawl over to the bottom rope. She stretches and claws her way over, but she's so tired. She's so worn out that even getting a bit further takes so much out of her. Inch by inch, she tries. Isaiah now bends all of Hijetsu's digits and gives her hand as far back as I can go and then some. Hijetsu cries out in sheer agony as the torture continues across her hand and across her body, only getting made worse. Hijetsu grips her face and bites down on her other hand to stop herself from tapping out. She tries to spin her body around so that her leg can just about touch the bottom rope. Isaiah lets go and drives Aijetsu back into the middle of the ring. Aijetsu's body has had enough and her hand falls out of her mouth, revealing deep bite marks. The ref lifts up three armor to the air. It drops. He lifts it up again. It drops. He lifts it up again. Aijetsu grabs onto the ref's shirt and pulls him away and into the ring. She flexes her arms so Isaiah is sitting up. She answers a shot and Isaiah wrenches back down position and Miz goes flying out of Aijetsu's mouth and into the air. I just was left with no other option just to crawl again to the ropes. She screams out every movement, every unnatural twist of the arm until she is inches away. She reaches out and grabs it. Wait, Isaiah lets go but keeps the grip of the wrist. She gets to her feet and then suddenly pulls Ijetsu up to the air and catches her into a northern light suplex. Zeke says, pay the troll toll to get over the bridge. Oh god, that... That little bit of comedy added into this very serious match and this very serious moment just... It lets you take a breather, and that's good, because you need a breather. Yep. Isaiah stands up and lifts Hijetsu back to her feet. She takes hold of her wrist and sends her flying to a corner. But not just any corner, the exposed corner. Hijetsu cries out in sheer pain, takes a few deep breaths. Isaiah charges in and leads him to the air. Jitsu moves out of the way. Isaiah crushes down hard against the steel. Jitsu begins to land seriously heavy forms on Isaiah until the woman is dropped into a seated position. Jitsu runs off to the other corner, back again with a massive big boot. Shows Isaiah up and gets her into a fireman's carry. This is her chance to change the flow of this match for good. She rushes in. Oh god, almost dropped that. She rushes in and smashes Isaiah against the metal with the corner trap DVD. DVD. That finally driver. Uh, I know, it's just. My first instinct was like the disc. <laughs> I just really couldn't be our scrying Death Valley driver. Yeah, after after everything, yeah, I, I, I can understand, but it's just oh, so okay. Continue. I just keeps the grip in and marches back into the middle of the ring, only to rush back and smash smash Isaiah off of it again. I just keeps the grip in and walks back into the middle of the ring with Isaiah still on her shoulders. She changes the grip to a power slam position and then charges forward. Her legs give way. I just starts to drop and is a last second move tosses Isaiah towards the corner. Isaiah's skull cracks off of the bottom steel ring. Isaiah slowly turns around to reveal the blood flowing from her forehead as it trickles its way down and soon hits the mat. The wound is deep, just as bad as Ijetsu's. Isaiah looks around and sees the down Ijetsu. She chuckles and tries to move, but her body falls backwards. She needs more time to recover. They both do. She looks around and sees everyone in the audience. 
they are both brought in, yet starstruck and amazed. And finally, Isaiah understands why Jetsu fights for her change. She understands why, after years of disappointment, she continues to fight and make a name for herself. She's there to change the way people view women's wrestling. She's here to make it respected. She's here to make the world an equal playing field. One where you can be who you are and still be seen as a challenger, as a fighter. Still, be seen as a warrior no matter who you are. Isaiah knows people like Ajetsu and herself are only here to lay the groundwork for people like Tigers Jr. Isaiah suppose that this is the girl's first lesson, a lesson about giving to your sport, giving to your cause, blood. Isaiah and Ajetsu are willing to give their blood, the thing that keeps our bodies moving, our lives, their life. That is why Ajetsu and Isaiah are willing to give on this day to make a statement, to make a change, and they'll continue to do so no matter who wins this. That is what they are able to give, what people like Tigers Jr. with the women's young muscle class. Oh my god. See, that's real. And when you incorporate <laughs> something that's real into storytelling of a match, that makes it ten times better. Mm-hmm. That's... Oh, I love it. Isaiah gets her feet and runs towards Ijetsu, but Ijetsu suddenly pops up. She is playing possum. She grabs Isaiah's throat and drops with a choke slam. Ijetsu covers. Seek says, Someone call Pyrog Pear! One, two... Three, kick out! Isaac gets to her knees and lets a thunderous roar. She pours herself to her feet and begins to beat her fist against her heart. She wipes the blood that was starting to pull around her eyes and wipes it across her chest. This is her war paint. This is her final stand. She forces Isaiah to a standing position and starts to lay into her the vicious series of strikes that cause blood from both men's head to go flying, hit against the canvas. A huge back kick finishes the combo off and Isaiah drops to her knees. Jesse runs to the ropes and bounces off. She charges back with a huge PK to Isaiah's head. Ajetsu takes a few deep breaths and then loses Isaiah back to her. Back to her. Isaiah with a bomb strike. No! Ajetsu ducks and slips to Isaiah's back. High angle German suplex. Ajetsu keeps the grip in and rolls herself and Isaiah back to their feet. She changes grip and gets a full Nelson lock in. Dragon suplex. The grip is still kept in. She takes herself and Isaiah back to a vertical base. Under over position. Half and half suplex. The grip is still in. She gets her feet one last time, but this time let's go. She turns Isaiah real and lifts her up to a fireman's carry position. She walks over to the corner and climbs up the first rope. She goes to climb onto the second one, but her leg again gives way. She's able to catch herself on the bottom rope. She takes a moment. She forces her left leg onto the middle rope and pushes up and off with an avalanche landslide. Ajetsu nods her head and screams out, This is it. She's so close. She can feel it. She gets to her feet and pull up, pulls Isaiah up into a seated position. She gives her opponent's chest a few chops before she sets off to the ropes. Isaiah suddenly gets up and gives chase. Huge hip attack, pinning Ajetsu against the ropes. Isaiah bounces slightly in and then runs off by Ajetsu. By Ajetsu gives chase and lands a massive uppercut. Isaiah is trapped against the ropes as Ajetsu continues to cave in her chest with a series of brutal chops that make the arena sound like a war zone. She runs off and hits against the rope. She runs straight for Isaiah. Isaiah sends her over the top rope and onto the apron. Ajetsu lands on her feet as Isaiah turns around. Huge open palm strike. Ajetsu dodges it. Right cross. Ajetsu ducks it. Amber's kick. Ajetsu is just able to duck underneath it. She pops up and cracks skulls Isaiah with a massive headbutt. Isaiah takes a few steps backwards and then drops the floor. Both women clutch their heads, their gashes get worse. She slowly makes her way over to the corner. She pours herself up to the rope and calls out. The adrenaline is slowly running out. She lines up her shot. 450 splash connects. I just two covers. This one is two. It's three. No! <laughs> Isaiah just gets her shot for the last possible second. I thought that was it. <laughs> the entire the entire sequence of Isaiah's 
giving, throwing everything she had at Ijetsu and Ijetsu just dodging it every time. That was magnificent. That might be my favorite moments. That might be my favorite sequence in this entire match. And, there, and I've had a, there's been a lot of great sequences. Oh, and I thought that was it. I really thought with the commentary saying this is it and everything. I thought that was it. Oh my I, god. I do, um, I do this thing and it's a common trope if you read my matches. Uh, this is it can often be used as an indicator for the end of the match but I know that and I know what my readers have come to expect so I'll use it in fake finishes and I'll use it in actual finishes as well just to make sure they're on. I don't I am I don't know this match is insane I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because my my oh, my heart is pumping so much right now this when you're able to write a match that gets the reader invested that's magical. There's no mm-hmm. other word to describe it except magical. Because I am invested. I'm sure everyone else that's writing this match isn't is it was invested. I'm sure everyone that's gonna read it will be invested. Because oh, yeah. I know who I want to win. I know who I'm rooting for, and every single moment has me on the edge of my seat. That's the idea. I am invested, and that is a, the probably the hardest thing to pull off when writing a match: getting the reader invested. It's 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 difficult to do but i think a good idea is to play on the humanity of it at the end of the day we are trying to portray a wrestling match and wrestling is a media that we watch normally and we're taking it to a non-visual media so our job as writers is to explain and to show mentally what we can't see physically we have to take that extra step to show the humanity, to show the struggle, to show the pain, to show the hardship that they're going through. Because again, visual media tells a lot, tells stories easier because they can just look. Writing, we gotta say and tell. And at the same time, not just say and tell, we've got to explain, we've got to show how it's happening. I think anyone who listen to this, that's a writer, aspiring writer, that's even um, a renowned writer can learn a lot from everything you said in this because <laughs> it's all really true and and just reading this match I feel like there's a lot that they can take away from this as well there's a lot that people can learn from this match and the way you write and the way you portray things and the way you see things that, with your storytelling yeah everyone's gonna have every scene Bit, bit. All right, all right. Let's. Everyone, everyone's gonna have. Let's uh, I guess he gets up and rolls Isaiah over onto her stomach. She enters the top mountain and starts to rain down massive rights and lefts. Isaiah tries to keep her guard up, but eventually just lets it happen, knowing her guard wouldn't last. She needs the strength in her arms. And she takes a fistful of Isaiah's hair and then starts to slam her opponent's head against the mat over and over and over again. There's no way for her actions. Only focus. Only power. Well, what little power she had left. She eventually stops and rolls Isaiah back over, continuing her assault. Slaps across the face until Isaiah suddenly shoots her hand out. She grabs out Ajetsu's throat and returns the slaps. She turns the favor and takes a grip of Isaiah's throat. Eventually, the two battling women find their way to her knees. They continue to slap the other. They make their way back to a vertical base and continue the exchange of slaps until they slowly die down as they use the other to stay standing. Their bodies are with through so much and both their bodies are giving way here. They touch foreheads for a moment and try to catch their... Ajetsu tightens their grip and goes for another choke slam. No! Isaiah... <laughs> Isaiah takes free mid move, 
breaks free mid move. She goes to the back and attempts the Isaiah lock. Tries to get the grip in, but her gloves are covered in blood. Her hands keep on slipping apart. Ajetsu sends her forward with a snapmare. All of that blood is going to make things to Isaiah to get that chicken wing in. Our hands are going to be slip, slippy and still high Jetsu's back. Isaiah rolls her feet and smashes her form against the charging Ajetsu. Ajetsu drops to her knees and goes to stand up. Isaiah with another huge forearm. Isaiah's laying into Ajetsu here, the brutal form that she will not let up. She was using all that she has in her to beat the soul of her opponent with this barrage of brutal forearms. Isaiah, forearm starts to turn blood. Isaiah, forearm starts to turn right from the blood is collecting from Ajetsu's face. There appears to be a smaller cut forming on Ajetsu's face, only around an inch long. Ajetsu starts to fall backwards, but Isaiah grabs onto her and pulls her back up to a vertical base. Each strike now sends Ajetsu stumbling backwards towards the, uh, towards the rose, but Isaiah is there every time to keep up the pace. Eventually, Ajetsu drops to her knees and rests her head against the middle rope. Isaiah charges off and comes back with a massive big boot. Ajetsu stumbles out into the middle of the ring and Samo keeps herself standing. Isaiah runs past her and hits off the rose. She comes back goes for back. No! Super kick from Ajetsu to the back of the head. Ajetsu takes a hold of Isaiah and lifts her up into a fireman's carry position. No! Isaiah sits behind and goes for Isaiah lock again. Ajetsu tosses herself backwards and slams Isaiah back against the exposed turnbuckle. Isaiah cries out in pain as her back gets battered against the metal again. Ajetsu pushes Isaiah up onto the top rope. She soon joins her and takes her arm. She wraps around her head and begins to lift her up for a suplex. Isaiah begins to knee away Ajetsu so much that her grip loosens, but she does not lower her opponent. Isaiah begins to rock back and forth until she starts to call towards the corner. She takes a grip of Ajetsu's head as she's falling and tries into the ring post with a DDT. Ajetsu goes limp. Isaiah slowly pushes Ajetsu to the floor and drops down. Ajetsu slowly starts to push herself to her knees. Isaiah lets out a primal scream and then runs forward with a bomb knee strike! Isaiah kneels and grits her teeth, her face pain and blood becoming one and the same. She pushes Ajetsu to a kneeling position and then gets to her feet. She goes to run again but her leg gives way and she drops to the mat. She lets out another roar as one of pain and determination. She screams she shakily forces herself to her feet. She turns around and lands a kick to ensure that Ajetsu stays where she is and then takes off. She hits off the ropes and lands a huge BELAGAN! Isaiah covers! One! Two! Three! Wait! Ajetsu just puts her shoulder into the air. She will not be stopped. She will not die. Oh my god. And breathe. Just when you think there's a moment to breathe, it's just straight back into it. Oh my It's you really feel the ending is coming along, but you just don't know what's what's what it's gonna take at this point. So you so every time you finish an ending, you start like, this has got to be it. But then there's always that little bit in the back of your mind where it's like, wait, I don't know if I trust this. <laughs> I'm an evil genius. <laughs> you you could be an evil mastermind one day. I try my best. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Good, good for you, good for you. This is smart. Isaiah's taking her gloves off because her hands don't have any blood on them. Isaiah gets the other woman's back and applies the Isaiah lock. So he says, there it is! There it is! Okay. That's perfect. Nothing funny about that. Zeke understands the intensity of this match and what her getting that in means. And you doing that, I think, is amazing and it's perfect. Because you could just go on another simple joke there. But Zeke saying that instead makes this match ten times better. Again, I always have the idea that Zeke is watching along with the match, but he just sort of, he, he has a jokey personality. So there's always little moments in the Zeke comments, especially towards the end of matches, where he gets invested and he gets hyped up. And, you know, just a nice little reflection. Yeah, it's like, 
It's like Zeke is just another fan. Despite all the pain, ignoring all the damage, Isaiah gets her finishing move in. It is in deep. The blood on both the women's faces covered completely. Their bodies are also a shade crimson, and together they let out the final scream to piss the heavens. One of pain, one of hope, one of strength, one of determination. A scream of change. Hayatou starts to claw away at her opponent's arms in a desperate attempt to try and get free, but to no luck. She tries to move her legs so she can try to stand up, but when pushes herself up, she just drops back down to the floor. Hayatou shakes her head and tries some brittle headbutts by tossing her head back, but there's no chance of them landing. She has to roll, trying to get to the bottom rope for the rope break, but the moment that she gets near, Isaiah simply rolls them back to where they started. Isaiah closes her eyes and wrenches back even more. The damage done to the arm via arm bars is only being targeted with the hammerlock and what little energy is left inside of Hachatu is being drained out of her with a choke. Hachatu raises her hand and then closes it. She slams it against the man and starts to pull herself towards the ropes. The pain in her body is through the roof and yet she ignores it. She keeps on pushing and going further. She only gets an inch closer with every move but an inch closer is still an inch. She reaches out. She can just about get to it. Isaiah pulls back so that Hachatu has to go on her knees to bounce the pressure out. Isaiah is on her feet as she tries to drag her jetsu away. Zalaza Jetsu to find her feet and stand up tall. And so begins the dance of death. Okay, one simple sentence, and it does wonders. And so begins <laughs> the dance of death. That immediately draws my attention because that is a great sentence and it tells exactly what is going on right now. I love that. It, it, it's one a little mini. And, and works wonders. It's a little mini cliffhanger, just to keep the reader engaged. Okay, here we go. Hijetsu uses everything she has left to try and get to the ropes, but Isaiah constantly pulls away and begins to thrash around the hole to cause major and serious damage. How has she not given up yet? Isaiah begins to headbutt the back of Hijetsu's head to really try and add damage to the hold, but anything that seemingly steals Hijetsu's resolve. She marches towards the ropes again, reaching out with her free hand. She's inches away. She scrapes her fingers against when Isaiah suddenly kicks away Hijetsu's legs and drags her back into the middle of the ring. Okay. The what was going through my head was as when I was she's inches away. I was like, "Come on, just grab the damn ropes." That was going, was going through my head. And then when she was pulled back into the ring, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> That's the idea. The fact that I'm able to read this along, saying something completely different to what I'm thinking, is amazing. <laughs> Again, I love being invested into matches like this. Okay. Okay. Hayatsu tries to find some ground, but anytime she does, her knees buckle. Was that really all she had left? Through sheer willpower, Hayatsu remains standing, so Isaiah decides to fix that and starts to swing Hayatsu around before dropping down, reapplying the lock. Isaiah nods her head as she feels like Jesse's body going limp against hers. The ref wants to call it there, but he has to check. He takes Hayatsu's arm and lifts it into the air. It drops. He lifts it up again, and it drops. He does it for the third and final time. It dry Jetsu locks her arm out and keeps it from hitting the floor. She starts to pound her fist against Isaiah's arm and starts to bite down the arm. Isaiah slowly forces herself. Her knees give away and she drops down. Isaiah refuses to give up. She pushes on and tries to stand again, but once more her knees give away. Isaiah starts to crawl again, having a bet in her strategy, but doesn't have with the ropes, but instead the corner. She reaches Isaiah's confused. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, Hijetsu starts to use the corner to get herself to a vertical base. 
She begins to walk into the middle of the ring and finds the exposed turnbuckle. She begins to charge at it. Her legs give way again. I just take several deep breaths. This can't be it. Surely she hasn't made it this far. Just a trip and fall at the last hurdle. She refuses. She tries again. And her legs give way once more. It's almost painful to watch. It is painful to watch. Wait. As she closes her eyes and lets out a scream, she pushes herself to her feet and somehow she remains standing. Her body is bloody and her body beaten, yet she refuses to give up against the eternal struggle. Isaiah leaps in and wraps her legs around Ajetsu's waist to try and change the center of gravity, but Ajetsu manages onwards. Here's what just happened. Um... We actually reached the limits. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen this. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Um, but we know the limit now. It's two hours. Um, yeah. So we reached the limits, but we're not entirely sure. We don't know a specific place picked off, but we know around like the pretty good general area. So we're gonna pick off there. I'm gonna continue reading, and we're gonna. And then we'll give our final thoughts, and then we'll finish out there. Um, but that's it. Uh, this, I've never seen this before. Um, but hopefully, we uh, this does happen again. Um, yeah. I actually didn't realize that the recording stopped until I finished the match because I was that into it, which would tell you how good this match really is. But we'll get into that later. Let's uh, continue. Okay. All right. I breathe. This is it. She heads directly towards the ropes. Isaiah gives a massive tug to sign changes so their back is now facing the ropes. She so slowly places her legs on the middle rope and stands up straight. She lets go of the hold, but grabs a hold of Ajetsu's hair. Isaiah begins to beat into the side of Ajetsu's skull with palm strikes. Ajetsu's eyes slowly roll into the back of her head. Isaiah reapplies a lock and dives down. She takes Ajetsu to the floor and then burn, brushes up and over. Bridges. <laughs> Soon stop. She isn't moving. The ref slides over, grabs her hand. He raises it up and it drops. He raises it up and it drops. He raises it up. It drops. Isaiah has declared the winner. So let's go the whole class. Jerry Sashin. Okay. Now that okay, so let me tell you what I initially have you read. Have you read the post match? No, but I'll get to you. Let me tell you exactly what I felt as soon as I finished reading that. First off, I was pissed. <laughs> I really want Hajetsu to win. And when she lost, as soon as I saw that, I was like, you son of a bitch, it's two stars. Um, oh. And that's when I realized the recording stopped. I was like, all right, man, that's two stars. Because the ending pissed me off. <laughs> I, it, it, like, as soon as I read it, I, I felt so disenchanted and discouraged. I was like, really? She lost? I really wanted her to win like really badly and you son of a bitch Matthew son of a bitch subversion so invested I was so sure that she was gonna have it I was so sure she was gonna win and then she did it god okay post match post match here we go both women lie there. The white canvas now sent deep red from their sacrifice here tonight. Hajetsu's white attire dyed a deep red for her hair. Once slicked back and now wild and uncontrollable, lays there in a mess with blood-soaked coloring. Hajetsu looks almost peaceful. Her eyes are closed, and for the moment she can't feel the severe pain that's flowing through her body. She can't feel the disappointment that she will eventually feel. See, that's just sad. I fucking hate you. <laughs> 
Isaiah slowly opens and closes her hands as if to say that she is alive. Lifts her head up slightly to reveal how badly covered in her own blood, not Jesse's blood, in their blood, she is. It was a brutal battle, and she was right at, right with her saying, was put to a test, which is no longer about proving her domination, but rather a point. She feels the cold relief of an ice bag being placed on her neck. She looks up and sees a kid muscle who is currently icing her up. She looks over to Aijetsu and sees Masaru and Mofu tending to Aijetsu's injuries, wiping her face down and trying to ice her up. Isaiah looks over to see Tiger Jr. running over with a damp towel. Tiger slowly hands Isaiah who takes in with the help of the two young muscles she makes her way to her feet. She rises down her face and body, knowing full well that the blood will only pour out more in a moment. She takes a step forward and her body gives way. She falls on Tiger Jr. and uses her as a way of support and then smiles a bloody toothy smile before laughing. Kit and Jr. look confused, but she simply pats Tiger on the back and punches Kit on the arm lightly as say that she was fine. The two back away as Isaiah limps over to Aijetsu, who is slowly waking up. Isaiah extends a hand out, and Aijetsu looks up. She takes a few moments before grabbing onto him. Isaiah helps Aijetsu up, and the two stare off. Then they look around. Look at the faces of the crowd. The steel turnbuckles still dripping with their blood. The ring canvas, the ring canvas and then each other. They hug. The realization that change is happening around them occurs to them as the audience gives them a standing ovation. They fucking better. <laughs> They separate and take turns, raising each other's hands. Aijetsu tries to slick her hair back, but it fails. She jumps over to the ropes, where the young muscles slowly open up for her. Aijetsu takes one last look at Isaiah and wipes away her tears. Tears of pride. Pride for what they have done here tonight. Pride for what they will be doing. Aijetsu can leave knowing that even if she didn't win, and personally she didn't achieve her goal, she didn't give up. She was strong. She pushed herself beyond her limits, and even when her body refused to work, she fought on with everything that she had. And she knows that even though she may not be leading the charge for change, that is in the hands of someone brilliant. Someone with so much passion and love and strength for their support. Wrestling is a beautiful thing. It unites everyone and judges help to create the even playing game. Isaiah stands in the middle of the ring and gets her hand raised by the rug, officially dubbing her the winner. She grabs the championship belt and smiles to herself. She walks over to the exposed corner and slowly climbs up it before shouldering her the belt. Bathing in light is a symbol of change. Denver tomorrow. Isaiah. Okay. First off, I've been evident that Leah Sky is probably my favorite female custom. Uh-huh. Creator. In places like BOTB and such. Hijetsu may be my new favorite. And I think I might hate Isaiah more than anyone. Oh, God. Because you have no idea how much I wanted Hijetsu to win by the end of that match. And when she did it, I was so pissed. And the entire thing about he's she's she's at least happy in knowing that he's someone brilliant like Isaiah can lead the charge. Fuck off. <laughs> I wanted Hijetsu to win so badly. So badly. So Isaiah, she, she can fuck off, right? <laughs> I am, every time she's defending the title, I'm going to be ready for her to drop it. Cause like, oh god. You have created a fan out of like Jetsu MT and the biggest hater of Isaac. <laughs> I am. Aaliyah Sky might still be my favorite, my favorite women's custom, but Aijetsu is definitely a close second now. Hmm. That and she's definitely can give the Sky a run for her money, that's for sure. But I absolutely hate Isaiah more than anyone, not just female cousins, but I hate her in general now. Oh no. And I I am going to be hoping she drops the bell from here on out. 
I'll, I'll probably be I'll probably won't feel that same way uh, by uh, the next show but I'm still gonna be very upset that I just didn't win god the... okay start off with the rating as two stars very harsh with my ratings um I said Fender vs. Edge Bata. I didn't I didn't I don't think I ever gave you a clear rating it was, no, you didn't. It was 4.75. Oh, okay. Okay. But it was some match of the year, but it was not five-star. I don't think I had a single five-star match. God, that's a take. Yeah. Um, if I'm thinking this right, I, have, I haven't given a match on Amino five-stars in the past two years, I think. Right. I would say this is five stars. Hey, oh my god, okay. Right. Um, from beginning to end, I loved it. The, it progressed so perfectly. The intensity, the character, the motivation, every single thing about it. It started with, okay, these are two performers, they're really good. Go at it. It's like, who wins, wins. I don't really care that much. But by the end, it was legitimate. I want Hygiene to win. If she doesn't, I'm going to riot. <laughs> and that's amazing. Every single thing about it was great. There's even in the beginning there was those nippers like I don't know about that, but then by the end it's like everything that I read it made me think back and go okay, that actually makes a lot of sense now, and it's great. Yeah. Because when you're able to do something, make someone think back something that happened earlier in the match and goes okay, that made a lot of sense. Fantastic. Because most matches they're not the reader isn't gonna be thinking back to something that already happened. They're gonna be focused on the now. But this entire match, um. It's so hard to pick a favorite sequence out of everything. Um, I really like the spot with the pile driver on the announce table with our head going into the barricade. Um, that entire sequence was great. I loved all of that. Um, I loved the sequence with the submission of oh, Isaiah Log. That was all great. Where it's like, oh, she's going to get out. She's going to get out. But no, no, she doesn't. It's... Um, so, fun fact. If we say that um, 1K in a match equals 10 minutes... Haigetsu was locked in that hold for nine minutes because it was 900 words. Oh my god. That just makes her even more over. And I think that should be canon. I think that should be... Haigetsu <laughs> was in that hold for nine minutes. Because that's amazing. That should be canon. And that's, that's <laughs> my writing. You know. And you can argue with different, but I know that. Um... I don't think I've ever read a match. One match. I don't think I've ever had one match where I read one match, and by the end of it, where I started as, okay, they're two women, haven't really seen much of them. But by the end, I was a big supporter of one and a hater of the other. I don't think I've ever read one match that's done that. That should tell you a lot about how great this match is. I'll be real. Uh, That wasn't even my intention. Uh, I kind of wanted to have a a blurred moral sort of side where, yeah, you could root for Isaiah because you know she's definitely the future the Empress of Tomorrow idea. But then you could also work, you could also um, sort of uh, root for Higetsu, which I, I guess in a way sort of means you'll come off liking one and disliking the other. So maybe I did just achieve my goal there. Yeah, I'd say that. It's just for me, I don't know if this is how I feel. Honestly, everyone has their own feelings, but for me, 
had shown as this perfect underdog character why Isaiah had this kind of hockey arrogant style too which makes sense given her character um and she's like the this edgy face you know um more of like the tweener type mm-hmm, mm-hmm. such this heart and determination this spirit in Hijetsu and that like that motivates you as a person when you see that and that, that makes you feel like this feeling that you can't get anywhere else and that's amazing that's why wrestling is so great as a whole because you get these feelings that you can't feel anywhere else preach it brother preach it <laughs> from beginning to end this match toyed my emotions it made me feel so many things it had me conflicted this match really pushed you emotionally morally um it really messed with your head and that's perfect it's exactly what i want from a wrestling match i want to come out of it not knowing how i should feel but still feeling all kinds of different things that's exactly what this match did i'm gonna be thinking about this match four weeks without a doubt this is the first match i've given five stars in about two years jesus christ i Whew. And there was that was my match of the year last year. That was 4.75 at best. This is five stars on a bad day. This on a bad day, this match is five stars. If I was angry coming to hate every match, I'd give this match five stars. My god. Thank you very much. Um I'll be real with you. See when I started writing this match, I didn't actually have a story planned out for it. I was going into this match completely and possibly. That can give you the best story where you don't have anything planned and it cr- and you craft oh, yeah. that story as you go along. I I was I was I decided to have a shower before I wrote it because I I know I get really sweaty whenever I write because I've got a radiator and I got a tumble dryer where I write so it's just heat. So I thought right I'll have a shower at least feel fresh before I write and it sort of came to me in the shower as I was thinking more and more. So the oppression of women in the wrestling scene specifically, uh, again, obviously we've got the big re- uh, women's revolution occurring and we're internally grateful for that, but there's still going to be struggles. There's still going to be uh, sexual objecti- objectification. You're still going to have people rating matches low out of principle. You still have intolerance, especially with people like Nyla Rose, you know? And I thought, what if I had a match that would, because the match itself, the very little plan I had was brutality. I wanted it to be brutal. And then I thought, what if I had the brutality be used as a symbol, as I said? And what if I had a match be the stand in itself for women's struggles and how yeah, sometimes life doesn't turn out how you want it to be. But as long as you keep on fighting, as long as you keep on going, you can get that change. And you might not be able to do it personally. But other people can. Other people will. You know? Yeah, and I, I think you achieved that goal because I don't think there's a single person alive that could read this match and not say, okay, this was the women's title and the division on par with the with the men, if not superior to them. Because again, this is absolutely my favorite match I've read in a long time. Five, again, five stars and I'd say about two years. First match again, five stars about two years. I'm a very nitpicky person when it comes to matches. I'm very harsh when it comes to writing matches. This is without a doubt five stars. And anyone that disagrees is insane. If this does not end with match of the year, then whatever match does get it, 
it better be the greatest match of all time. Because <laughs> I don't know how to beat that. I don't know. Like, as a writer myself, I don't know where other writers go from here with, okay, what do I need to do to get match of the year? Because after reading this, how can you beat that? How can you surpass that? The storytelling is great. The brutality is great. The wrestling, everything about it was great. The details, the visionary. Everything about it was spectacular. You played everything to a T. You conveyed their personalities, their characters. You had every move feel like a big move. Everything felt intense. Everything felt important. Everything felt special. And at the end of the match, both women, everyone involved, even from Tyrus Jr. to Isaiah, to Isaiah, to the commentators, to the seat, everyone that comes out of it, that was involved, they come out of this looking like a big deal, feeling like a big deal, feeling important. And that gets you hyped up. That gets you excited for what the, for the future of this division. That's exactly what um, you should have done. And you did that perfectly. Thank you very much. Okay. I want. I I've always said that I feel like wrestling aminos women's scene has been limited to BOTB and BOTB alone, and that isn't a knock on BOTB because their women's scene is completely and utterly fantastic, and it is it is the standard bearer. And I I honestly believe BOTB is the best league going. Wholeheartedly, I believe that. Yeah. And um, best league of all time. But I thought to myself, look at the ratings they're getting. Look at what they're getting. So I decided treat this like a main event it wasn't boosted it was originally going to co-main event and then i thought nah it doesn't, it doesn't deserve to be co-main event this should be this should be main event and that was when i didn't have a plan and i thought let's just go off let's make sure we make a statement make sure this match is remembered you know i want there to be a woman scene in wrestling amino and i want it to be brilliant and i want it to be fantastic you know this being the first women's championship match, I think what it does, it's just, okay, you established the point, you've set up this this standard for your future, for your women's division going forward. All you have to do now is continue that momentum and ride it like a wave. Oh, yeah. If you can capitalize on that, the beauty women's division, like you said, it's the best go. It's spectacular. You can give it a run for our money, and that's going to make other people want their women's division to be better. Because they're gonna look at this, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And they're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. And so competition. Competition creates beautiful things. And I'm not saying I want to be in competition with BLDB because God knows I don't. They have Nick and Prince, what they have done, what they continue to do is completely spectacular. And I don't think I'll ever be able to reach that level. It's it's they're incredible. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think my biggest takeaway from this is if you ever want inspiration from writing, read this match. Look at MT. If you ever I think you said a lot of things a lot of writers should really take into consideration and really take notice of. Because I think everything you said throughout this about writing and storytelling is completely true. And I agree with every single bit of it. And I think writers, spying writers, confident writers any type of writer should really look at this and go, this is what I need to strive for. Because I think you've always said that nothing's perfect, but we should strive for perfection. Yes, yes. And that's some, and I've taken that into, to heart uh, very well, and I've tried to strive for that. And that's that's good, because I've taken that to heart, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And I didn't always think like that until you started, so, uh, I started hearing you say it, and I've already, and I've always, and since then, I've always 
take that to heart and take into consideration with everything I do. Well, I think we should wrap it up here. Yes, definitely. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, sorry about the uh, little mistake earlier. Did not realize that we had gone over time. Didn't even know there was a limit. Yeah, no, neither did I. Um, but I hope everyone enjoyed the listen. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad to be doing yeah. it. Again. MT, thank you for coming on. This is great. Thank you for having. Thank you for having me. Uh, everyone should go check out Ultimate Muscle. If you haven't read the match yourself, go do it. Um, it is indescribable how it's going to make you feel and how it's going to make you think. Um, hope everyone enjoy. That's all. Peace out.